And we're back for another episode of the House of MTVG Movies, Television, and Video Games. I'm Guy. And I'm Buddy. And we're the Broom Boys. So. Yeah, yeah. You know us. You've hopefully listened to a few of our episodes before. But they do say that every episode is somebody's first episode. So welcome if this is your first time, and welcome back if it's your if it's uh, if it's not your not first time, your first right? episode. Yeah, you know it's like I've come back. I've always I have had a lot of first times, but not a lot of repeat customers. Oh wait, we're not talking about my sex life, are we? Anyway, um, I mean we could. <laughs> no, 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 no. That'd be that'd be a horrible thing to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're just joking. No, no, please, God, no. That, otherwise, can, I'm going to bring can, up yours. Well, uh, I mean, I was just thinking of one one story that we could get both of us at the same time. But yeah, we're right. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk with your mouth full. Yeah, we um, don't need to tell that story though. Right? So, oh God. Anyway, so so we got well, we got ultimately some Mandalorian season. Season two, what was this one? This was the tragedy um, to yeah. go over, but later in the episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode six, of, yeah. Uh, season two, so two more. Two yeah, more. two more. Two more. And it's gonna and, get big. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to talk about it because I mean, as with every episode, there's a lot to unpack. Um, even even more amazing is. It was a very short episode, time-wise. It was a yeah. 32-minute episode. Really, really short that way, yeah. And you know, you also know that that amount of time factors in, like, Lots the of recap. Action. The recap and all, oh, like, yeah. the intro logos. And the credits are five minutes long. So that was, like, a 27, 28-minute long episode. Right. Ooh, but man, oh man, oh man, what an episode. Uh, all right, right, but that's oh. later. This is now. We'll get to now. We'll get to. We'll get to later. Later, right? Hey, I, I, I want to play a game. I want to play you. Game. Are you fucking jigsaw? What the fuck is that? You want to play? Right? A game? Yeah, let's play a game. And let's. Shall we play a game? What kind of game shall we play, my friends? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's also. I guess it's. Um, what? Sorry. What's that movie? War games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would maybe. you like to play a game? Would you um, like this, to play a game? Yes, yes. There, the, Well, right now, let's, let's, let's just play a game and maybe we'll add some points to it and, you know, make it, make it something that is like, you know, the winner gets a big old plaque that says, I'm the best broom boy. Um, oh, shit. Or maybe okay. a, maybe so you, a you've engraved been, uh, broom or something. You've been thinking about some stuff while you're taking a deuce. I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, hey, you got to do something when you're when you're sitting down. Okay, and so tell me. So this is something you've come up with. Yeah, let's let's all right. Let's let's talk about a little about the rules then. Um, okay. Well, what's the game called first? Let's start with the name. What is the game called? Um. Shall I? I don't. What are? What should we call? Shall we call it? Guess who? I mean, th- I, that's obviously a I game do, that's already you, probably copyrighted. You created the game, motherfucker. I don't know a thing about it. Uh, well, uh, who am I? We'll call it. We'll we'll name it after the episode. Who am I? Guys, search for who guy is and not remembering. Okay. Well, okay. okay who so am I? 
You okay. gotta. It's, I call. I I have a habit of you got buddy, and then I got I call like my son and other people. Hey, buddy. And, yeah, I call I call my my kid buddy too. Hey, right, and so and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm calling people buddy that it shouldn't be called buddy, like even myself. Um, anyway, um, but because of that episode, I got to thinking, who am I? I'm like, you know, that's a great, that's a great game. We can play with the show, and we can pick, say, uh, from any genre: movies, television, um, video games, or even if they cross over. If they cross over, even the you know all the better. And from there, from there, we can just ask what five questions. What what would you say? Three, eight, uh, twenty-two, I mean, seven. I mean, we probably want to keep this as uh, compact and quick as possible. So um, yeah, I say no more than five. No more than five. Yeah. You know, and I, we can, I, I, but I mean, it's your game. It's your game. Well, I'll play I think your five rules. is great, man. I think five is perfect. And, yeah. and then what we so, go from. So you're, you're going to ask questions or give clues. And then I'm supposed to guess who they're about. Is that the gist of the game? Yeah. Yeah. And you, it ultimately will keep it about the, the body of work or say you know if it's a video game character you can give hints as far as um you know i don't know their favorite weapon or or like you know uh, uh npc's name that's like really well known you know if like like you were playing like trying to get people to guess i don't know wow you could always say leroy jenkins or, you know you know what i mean oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good example yeah 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 um, and so, and then, yeah, we'll just, we'll go, we'll go five questions. And if you don't get it by the fifth question, then at that point in time, um, then I win at the same time. I, I do feel like I don't want it. Like, I don't want to completely be an asshole. Say if the person you know who I'm talking about but you don't you don't know a name because that I that's going to be me um so i definitely think that we should there should be some play and some gray room area to to mold a little bit m- more solid rules in the guessing area but i think we should be pretty open at the start for the guessing because I, it's, this is for fun, and maybe our the audience can be like, I got it in two guesses. I got it in one. I'm the best. I got it in none. You know, and we got to bound down for somebody who just knows who we're talking about before we even know. Sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, um, why don't we? Uh, why don't we get going? All right. All right. Okay. So I'm picking a guy out of both uh, movies and television. Uh, I'm not sure if he's and done any television. video games. I, I could always check that. He, the chances are, I would be shocked if he totally didn't because he does voice voiceover work. So I mean, but that there there's already a clue. But don't count that in among my list of, um, uh, my list of of questions. So question or or fact. Fact number one. Let's see. I think fact number one that we'll go with is 
you can almost always a huge, especially growing up um, early two thousands uh, and such. He voiced Darkseed in um, the Justice League TV series. Uh, and also he voiced, uh, dark seed. I want to say, okay, well, first of all, it's dark side. Oh, dark side. Excuse me. Dark side. Um, dark side in both Superman, the TV, uh, animated TV series, dark side there. And also in the justice league, he voiced in, in, uh, in justice league and justice league unlimited, uh, twilight and part twilight part two. Oh, the movie, the animated movie. Yeah, okay. the animated straight to TV movie. Sorry. Well, straight to DVD. I think at that. Yeah, with that, right yeah. at that point. Okay. Um, but it was based uh, on. I want to say the TV series of the same name. Justice yeah, League. probably. I mean, maybe it's hard to say. There's a lot of the the animation that's called Justice League that's not done in that. Um, that's not done in that Justice League cartoon style. Um, uh, based on that clue alone, I have no idea who it is. Okay, I, I've never, I've never seen the the that Justice League work. Um, that's okay. That, that's okay. Another of his most, you know, I, I feel famous roles was he played Gene Raskak, Raskak from Starship Troopers. He wait what? He played Gene. I I'm butchering the name. Oh, you are butchering the name. It's uh. Are you mean Radchak? Radchak, yeah. as in Radchak's Roughnecks, as in Michael fucking Ironside. <laughs> Two get there. You go. There you go. <laughs> tell Two me. Two clues. Tell me. So you were gonna bring. Wait it's a minute. Been okay. So, forever so but you since weren't I saw the movie and I didn't remember how to say the fucking name. You you weren't going to bring Sam Fisher into this? Cuz he no, voiced I... Sam Fisher in Splinter Cell, man. He voiced There he you voiced... go. Video games. I knew he was in some video games. He yeah, voiced there... Ultra there Magnus on Transformers Prime. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he did. Yes, was he did. Jester on Dude, Top I was... Gun. I mean, he was in Highlander 2, General Katana, I think. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. yeah, Michael he Ironside. He's the Dude, fucking man. Uh, he freaking Texas Ranger uh, uh, Walker. He was fucking in that. He was, he's been in so, Walker, Texas Ranger. That was it. He was Nolan Pierce. Play, he was, that was like freaking five episodes, four episodes in that one. It's like he, he okay. You remember how we were saying lots of movies been lots of movies? Do you know how many movies Ironside has been in? Oh, I have to imagine it's triple digits by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't have a specific number, no. Do you want to take a guess? Would you no, like to take no, a guess? no, no. And no. don't forget he was also Total Recall, the good Total Recall, the 1990 Total Recall. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was. Richter. In the 19- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, 270 acting credits wow. to his name. 270. Nice. Tin Can, he was in, uh, or is in Tin, what's this Tin Can? Is there a, a new Tin, what, that does not look like the Tin Can that I know of. I have no clue, dude. I have no what clue. What the hell is that? Man, that's, that kind of scares me. 
I mean, he's the, um, he's got one of the most instantly recognizable voices on planet Earth and one of the most badass voices on planet Earth. Oh, yep. Here he is in, uh, Lego's DC Supervillains video game. Dude, he's done everything. Movies to video games, television. He's just, he's done it all. Yeah, I mean, so Sam Fisher uh, is is one of my favorite video game characters. Uh, and he did the voice in five I'm trying to think of how many there are total because he was the voice in all but one of them. And then he reprised the role in the last two Ghost Recon games. And supposedly another Splinter Cell game is in the works. Um, so, but yeah, Sam Fisher is just awesome. Awesome character. Right. Um, you know, he played Ultra Magnus on Transformers Prime. And that's... Mm-hmm. If you've never seen Transformers Prime, because as geeky as I get about Star Wars, Transformers might actually be my first love above and beyond that. And Transformers Prime is, in my opinion, the best Transformers they've ever done. Period. Hands down, out of everything they've done in live action and animation, video games, whatever, Transformers Prime is as good as it gets. Is, nine episodes. He, yeah, he that was the nine episodes. Yeah, he he, he showed up in the last season, and then and, he's also actually does Ultra Magnus again for the Transformers Prime Beast Hunters, Predacons Rising. TV yeah, movie. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he actually wasn't in it very much because uh, Magnus was ah. critically injured near the beginning. Um, so I'm wondering if it first class. Smallville? Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Transformers Prime is incredible animation, like legit voice cast, um, legit uh, score. Like the score is just beautiful. Um, It it didn't last very as long as it should have because of like an internal conflict at Hasbro and Mm. the animation studio and whatnot. But um. Like, they've ripped... Like, Michael Bay stole ideas from Transformers Prime for the movies. So, I mean... <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, that nice. should that should tell you a few things. And not um, even to say anything, but dude, he's still adding... I mean, in 2021 alone, there's he's in one... There's one, two, three, four, five... Let's see, six. One announced, two movies in... P- pre-production and then he's got three movies in post-production that are with unannounced release dates and then also had i mean it's like the amount of work he is he in the new top gun movie uh i haven't seen him or i don't recall seeing him in trailers and i don't don't recall if his name is attached that sucks because they should have gotten absolutely everybody they could have gotten to come back for that right I, 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 the whole reason I thought of him today was actually because, um, we were, my son was watching, uh, the Flash TV series and he popped up as Lewis Snart, uh, which was, uh, which a good episode was, uh, it wasn't nearly, there's some that suck and some that are good and. That was one that I actually would have been one of the ones I watched. Another one that I actually got 
was uh, Mark Hamill reprising the trickster role. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, he was he played the father of um, father of the guy with uh, the ice gun. The guy with the yeah, ice gun. Yeah, yeah. Because there's Heat Wave and Leonard Snart. Leonard Snart. Captain Cold. Captain Cold. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yeah, he's he's generally just all all over a bad dude, bad dude. Well, yeah, dude, that voice. I mean, his fucking voice, <laughs> dude. Like said, seriously, one right? one of the best voices ever. Like him, famous P- Peter Cullen, Frank Welker. Um, We've been talking about famous Sam, voices. Sam Elliott, James Earl Jones, like Kevin Conroy. His voice is up there with all of them. Uh, uh, on, uh, what's, uh, oh God, Greaves, uh, or not Greaves, but, uh, what is his name? Uh, from the Mandalorian, Carl Withers. Carl Weathers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's just, just so many great, great voice actors out there, uh, or voices, famous voices, so... Um, we were talking about even Mark Hamill and uh, the guy, uh, what's his name? Ah, oh, escaping me right now. I always do this when I have to think of a lot of names. I can never remember. It's like I'm such a, like I get so focused on one. It's like I can't think of any. Um, but I mean, if you're, if you're uh, Kevin Conroy, I said him. That's, you did. Yes, you did. I did you say did. him already. Yes, yeah. Kevin Conroy. So he's, I mean, it's like all those just, just uh, iconic. Yeah, Iconic yeah, yeah. Voices. So, uh, so that's a point for me. That's a point. I guess? That's like, yeah, that was even okay. better. That that's like two points for you. Okay, or three All right. points for you. Like, it should be. I don't know how many five stars. Maybe that you know you. So if we have a we have stars. a max of, we have a max of five questions, and you lose a point for every question it takes you yeah. to answer. Yeah, okay. let's do that. Let's roll. Okay, with cool. That. I like. All right, that. so um, I obviously don't have anything prepared. But next week it'll be next week it will be your turn. turn. My we'll turn. Just give now. it okay. to hold your turn. Um, anyway, and so that's kind of that's. I mean, hey, it wasn't a huge big part, but now if I mean, if we want to, we can look at some of uh, some of our favorite roles. But I mean, we can talk about. Uh, I mean, I kind of, I kind of already have. To, you have. I mean, to be honest with you, I, when what I what was your I, favorite role? Oh, uh, I mean, Sam Fisher is going to be my favorite thing that he's ever done, Sam by Fisher far, hands down. Just the voice. The well, he was also the he also did the mocap. Oh, except, did he? Except for you know, like except for the acrobatic stuff, he did all the mocap. So it's his. Oh face my god! Ish kind of, but yeah, no, he did. He did all of it. Um, wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so he. Um, that's yeah no cool. but he when so they rebooted Splinter Cell with a mm-hmm. game called Blacklist and they made somebody else Sam Fisher and it did not go over very well um, made oh, a lot okay. of people very upset um, and uh, there hasn't been a new Splinter Cell game since then and I think we're going on seven or eight years and then like I said he's been showing up in cameos in other games uh reprised again by michael ironside so yeah um got it yeah See, yeah no he's he's the still, he's the yeah man. right i still my favorite still all the way back to total recall 
Ah, uh, dude. His, he was just... Yeah, I don't know. He played such a great bad guy with the He's a good character. bad guy. He's a very he's um, good at everything he plays. Right? Um, I mean, it's not just cuz uh, he was he was uh Captain Oliver uh in Sequest, right? Oh dude, I don't I watched Sequest. I don't remember. <laughs> That's um, back all wait, the way back 95 96. Wait, 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 wait. Was was Captain Oliver the commander of the Sequest? Mhm. No, then that was um Captain was, Captain what? Oliver Hudson, but uh, then uh, there was also what's his name, the other guy, the captain, Roy Scheider. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, but he was—I want to say—was he in? He was in thirteen episodes as captain. So I don't I'm remember, not, dude. I don't. I remember. wonder if that's the end. Of, I watched like, the second part of. I don't know. I watched it way back when, but I mean, God, I, I remember him on it. It was, I don't remember, it's 24 years ago, man. Like, I just, <laughs> I just don't remember a series that I only watched once 24, 25 years ago. Oh my god, ago. I forgot he was in Free Willy, though, man. I'm looking at, I'm looking at his IMD right now because Yeah, was he was curious. in, uh, he was in Major Pain. I mean, he was in a bunch oh, of Major stuff. Oh, Major Pain, holy shit, yep. And then there's obviously, uh, actually, interestingly enough, my favorite with the Total Recall Right after that, he played Katana in Highlander 2. Yeah, terrible movie, but he was a good villain. But he he's, right. he's a good <laughs> actor. Alfred Hitchcock. Wow. It, how long he's been acting, too. And it's like, there's not any gaps. He puts out multiple things per year. Um, and has since, what, looks like 78 like there's just you look at it and it's just one after the other after the other after the other it's it's awesome um interesting fact his his real name isn't michael ironsides i mean i'm not surprised by that because um i want to say it was something like uh what frederick reginald ironside oh so he's lucky enough to have that badass of a last name but yeah, he was like, I'm not gonna go with Frederick Frederick Reginald. And okay. At the same time, I'm like Frederick Reginald, dude. That's like, that's some serious chops to hoist that name around. And I don't know. I feel like he could do it. Serious chops, though. That's like not. That's like not a name for sissies. No, no, definitely not. Uh <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, so anyway. Your, it'll be your turn to go under the microscope next week. That's going to be bad, but we're going to have fun. Go uh, easy You know, I mean... I, I felt know. like I went pretty easy today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I couldn't get it from the first clue just because I had never seen those particular things of, of work. But then when you were when you were getting close to pronouncing Radchak's name correctly and then you said Starship <laughs> Troopers... Right. It was two and two because it's Rad Chak's Roughnecks. You know, it's like that's a big, a big part of the movie. And then Rico takes over and they become Rico's Roughnecks. Like, I've read the book, like, and I've seen the movie, of course. But uh, right there, you go. I figured the Starship Troopers was going to give it away. If not, um, my third one was going to go and uh, was going to reference um, uh, Texas. Uh, or the Walker Texas Ranger, and if you didn't get it from that, then I was gonna go Transformers, 
Well, I wouldn't. I would not have gotten it off of Walker Texas Ranger. I would not have. All right. Um, But yeah, I definitely. I mean, I can look to my right, and about twenty feet away from me, on top of a shelf, is the toy of the character he played. So I can I can see it from here, from where (laughs) I'm sitting recording the podcast. Um, Actually, it's, it's right there with all the other Autobots from Transformers Prime. I've got the whole team in a section on one of my shelves. Well, I, 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 I seriously, I'm, I'm in awe. I bow down to your awesomeness because, quite frankly, this is, I, we're gonna, you're gonna show how horrible I am at this next week, um, and how awesome you are at this, and why I need your expertise when it comes to this shit. Um, I do like to pick your brain, though, so that's what makes this fun. So anyway, moving on to the, any, is there any? Uh, New, uh, how are the video games you've been playing? Well, so as I said last week, I had managed to get a order in for an Xbox Series X. And, oh, yes, 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 yes. Tell us, and tell on, us, tell us. on this past Wednesday, I got the, I got, no, past Tuesday, I got a phone call. I got sent on a drive for work. So I had to do like an eight hour round trip drive. I drove from Western Pennsylvania, almost all the way to New Jersey and back again in the same day, picking stuff up, dropping stuff off. Um, But I got the phone call. Hey, your order is in. Cool. So the second I got back, you know, I took the stuff inside that I needed to take inside, punched out, drove to Walmart, picked it up, came home, hooked it up. Um, And just hopped right into playing a game. First thing I'm going to tell is, um, you know, the console got a lot of shit for its design. You know, it's just a box. But I kind of like it. I, I, I love it. it. I, I love like, it. I hate to it's say a, it, but I, it's a I really very, do like it. Very efficient design. It's just a rectangle. It looks like a small PC tower. In all sense, and it's a small PC tower with a massive vent on the top to remove all the heat. It's a very good design. I like it. I already like uh, it. Load times are basically non-existent. I started playing Destiny 2 right away because I had to download the Series X editions of a couple of the games that I own uh, that got Series X upgrades already. So among those was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, mm-hmm. But I only got to play Destiny 2 the first night. Like I said, load times, gone. Um graphically graphically you could tell it was not massively better because destiny 2 doesn't get enhanced until tuesday the 8th so day after tomorrow at the time of this so these are all just like kind of like just standard games but color game enhancement everything looked sharper colors were better um (laughs) like i said load load times non-existent and then uh, Valhalla got completed with its um, download. And so I got to play that as an enhanced game. And it is a night and day difference. Wildly, massively improved graphical performance and graphical Are we look. talking like buddy stop pumping the xbox kind of improvement or um 
If you don't I mean, get that reference, it's so I mean to all of our younger listeners, it's okay. That's Austin Powers. Too. Yes, yes, um, yeah. No, it's a amazing difference with the uh, the X series enhanced. It's the the colors and the lighting just became. They were already spectacular, and they just became even more spectacular. The detail on the armor, um, everything just got better. By by far and above, everything got better. The and black depths. Have you noticed that they're starting? They're really starting to play with the depth of black. Uh, the, yes. Now that 4K has all the different resolutions of black. Yes. Yes, that was a big thing, and then the the enhanced settings also came with you could play it at. Uh, in a performance mode where it would, the game would um, prioritize frame rate or mm-hmm. you could set it in a quality mode where it would optimize and prioritize graphics over performance and keep the frame rate at 30 frames per second locked. Um, so I played around with both and I ended up liking the 60 frame rate version better because it didn't look worse it's just if it needed to sacrifice something to keep the frame rates up, it would, you know, lower your draw distance or, or whatever, whatever it does. The graphics were still amazing and it was at 60 frames per second. So, I mean, I Can't dug that, that a lot. I mean, other, other than, if you know, 128 or whatever you can get is the next step up on 40. I've heard, I've, there are some that I've heard have refresh rates of like 148 or something like that now. Yeah, uh, um, and my TV won't do 120 at 4K. Okay. It'll do 120 at 1080p. Nice. So okay. That's me, not bad still. No, for me to take advantage fully of what this Xbox can do, I am going to have to upgrade my TV at some point um, and get to, you know, get a television that supports HDMI 2.1, right. etc. This, et this is one of those times where it's like it almost... Uh, it's so hard to make that decision to pull a trigger on a TV because the minute you do, and you, let's say you get one of the QLEDs, it's the you know the the high fan you know the or even what I mean, there's even the OLEDs out there, um, and you get the the freaking giant one that's the latest on the market. A year from now, you know, a year from whenever you buy it, it's already going to be the the next you know the clearance model <laughs> that's going to be yeah well i mean year. the the plan i think right now is for these consoles to eventually be able to do 8k so 8k wow. tvs are you know like three four five six seven eight nine ten thousand dollars still depending on what you what you do um i'm not in a hurry to upgrade my tv i think that's gonna gonna wait but i as it happens, I am in the market for a new television anyways because the the 55-inch that I have in my bedroom, my wife and I have had that for six years now, give or take. Yeah. Um, it's a 55-inch 3D LG TV, and you know they're no longer supporting it with updates, so apps are starting to drop off. And at that point, you know, it just becomes like, you know, you could hold on to your iPhone 4 for as long as you wanted, but eventually it's just going to become obsolete and we're moving that direction. I'm now I'm not saying anything about uh, 
not understanding your plight because I everybody does who who doesn't anymore. Um, I'm just I'm so giggly over the fact that you I I remember growing up and it was not anything. The difference between really getting like you had the old uh, transistor TVs and everything like that, or or capacitor TVs that the huge ones. And then we started getting into the flat screen, but nothing really ever changed totally other than um, you got started getting widescreen dimensions and things like that. But you had pretty solid that you, you didn't have to upgrade for like, I don't know, five years, 10 years. And no, you, some people had a TV. I know we had a TV that we used. My grandparents bought like, I want to say they bought it. 10 years before we got it and then when we got it we used it another 10 years so 20 years on one tv uh and and now it's like how quickly things go obsolete and you never had to worry about an operating system you 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 screwed in the coaxial cable into the back and you got cable it didn't matter what the fuck tv it was on it just just it was on and now it's like uh, the idea that a tv is like one of those things that is now disposable, not because the the it's a bad TV, but because we have progressed technology and um, we've just well progressed technology to a point where it's made ultimately the hardware obsolete. Well, I mean it, when. It, it's LG could, if they wanted to continue to support these older models, but you know, it's just like with anything else, if they keep supporting the older model, then there's no incentive for you to run out and buy a new TV. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not bitching and moaning in any way, shape or form. Disposable consumerism. Eh, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) But anyway, so I mean, I will basically, my plan is okay. Upgrade the TV in the living room. Because that's where the Xbox is. And then Word. take the current TV in the living room, which is like barely a year old, into the bedroom. And then bada boom. Done and done. So Bangity bangity bing bong boom. So and yeah, then I'll you be... can do the fireplace and, you know, really get down. Sure, sure. Um, so I'll be... We like put off heat and everything when it looks that real. Well, I mean, I could just turn the Xbox to blow my direction because it does kick out a pretty decent amount of heat while it's running um right there you go and nobody she wouldn't be the you'd be like baby the fire's real and she'd be like calling the fire department and you're like no 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 wait 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 no wrong wrong wrong, wrong. Oh, i don't do my wife's not an idiot i mean come on <laughs> sorry uh, uh but anyway so, <laughs> no, so, she's not, i'm sorry I apologize. yeah so <laughs> massive um Maybe massive isn't the right word, but noticeable improvement on the X in every way, shape, or form on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, So this upcoming week is a very, very anticipated, long-awaited release with Cyberpunk 2077 is out in four days. Yes, Keanu. Yes, so I wanted to get done with assassin's creed as Mm. soon as i possibly could so i i played through the main storylines 
because you kind of have you have two storylines kind of running side by side with each other. They're all kind of interwoven and interweaved. You've got your storyline where you're working for the hidden ones, a.k.a. the assassins, to uh, kill the Order of the Ancients, which is the Templars. If you've been a, a fan of Assassin's Creed for a while, I, these explanations are already known to you. And then as, as Ivor, you're working in England primarily to make alliances in all the regional territories and cities in England, you know, to basically become powerful. And, you know, your, your chieftain, your Jarl named Sigurd is going off to these places and helping, but he's being escorted by a hidden one named Basim or Basim. And it turns out that there's a, a much higher uh, calling that Basim or that Basim or Basim or however it's pronounced is guiding Sigurd towards. And you're also wrapped up in that. So I completed the annihilation of the order and I completed the actual story involving Sigurd. Um, great game. I have 96 hours into the game to get to nice. the point where I'm at, where I open up my map and it's still completely full of dots of stuff that I have to go and do and explore. Um, oh, that's a lot of it is nice that content like they've been giving us for years, right? Yeah, a lot of it is treasure collecting and little mini side quests called mysteries. Um, I did do. Do you a, get to sail a ship again? Yes, you have a long ship. That you sail on the rivers. You don't sail it on the ocean, but you take it on the rivers of England to go and do raiding. Um, How does it feel? Is, I mean, anything I, I, like, uh, what was the pirate one? No, I put it on autopilot, dude. You can't fight from it. You don't uh, fight from it at all. You're. It's a mode of transportation, basically. I and don't a fast know. I... And a fast travel point. Um, yeah, it's not I mean, that's cool be, and all. It's not meant to be fought from. But, uh, you know, I went and did uh, a couple of the mysteries, uh, one of which involves you collecting the pieces of Thor's armor. And once you have all five pieces, you can then go to Norway and find Mjolnir, and it won't let you collect it unless you're wearing all of Thor's armor. So that was literally the last thing I did before I shut it off for the night was claim Mjolnir for my own. Uh, and it's pretty it awesome. Badass. I mean, did you shoot lightning? You can't you don't shoot lightning, but what you what it does is um, weapons have, you know, like critical chance and mm -hmm. attack and speed and all this other stuff. But then they all also have this stat called stun and it's basically stagger. Like you're hitting oh. a dude in melee and, you know, is it going to, are you going to stop their attack from the stun and whatnot? So this one, get, Mjolnir gives you like an AOE stun randomly. Oh, you have a wow. chance to generate an AOE stun on hit. So it's, it definitely has mystical properties. Um, I also found Odin Spear Gungir. And, oh, wow. and it's, uh, it's kind of cool. It lets, it has, uh, it basically it extends longer than an average spear due to its technology. It's um, Mjolnir and and Gungir 
are weapons from the the precursor civilization before humanity. So so they're they're technology as opposed to mystic. Um, but yeah, so they can do cool things. And then I still so, need to hold on, hold on. And oh, then sorry. I I still need to uh, I need to find the rest of the treasures of Britain so I can go and claim Excalibur. And then that's oh, the three that's the three mythical weapons currently in the game. Fucking yeah, get some Excalibur on. Now can you use the can you use Molnir if you take off Thor's armor? Uh so now once you collect it. I assume you can, I just haven't tried. I haven't, okay. So yeah, you did say you just shut it off right after. Yeah, I saved it and grabbed my, my laptop and microphone to set up for uh. this. So. Oh, yeah, that's what happens when you had talked to somebody whose uh, IQ is less than 50. Um, anyway, so that's... Dude, nice. Those sound... That's, yeah, I was wondering about the Xbox Series X, how how much improved the graphics were going to be, and that sounds awesome. Um, well, I mean, we're still... We're at the beginning, literally still at the beginning of the generation. I mean, the consoles are less than a month old at this point in time. Um, once the games start coming that are actually using all of its assets, I think that's when we're really going to start seeing what it can do. Is it Um, bad that I'm like, uh, okay, so I was not going to wait like I normally do. I was going to get the, the series X, like my goal was to hopefully get it obviously when it came out but it didn't happen here and me and uh miss guy were, we were trying but it didn't happen um so now i'm like i'm back to debating and wondering if i shouldn't wait till uh generate the second generation of console comes out like however i mean you know what i mean how they always do the slimline or whatever after like six months or whatever well i think it's going to be longer than six months for a slimline or whatever you want to call it because well i was just using the playstation no 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 i i I, they i mean xbox also had the slim as well did they in the the 360 they had a slim yeah okay um or at least i think you know no but i know what you're talking about um I think it's going to be longer till okay. those come out because of the demand for these current systems. I think their manufacturing is tie- going to be tied up for a very long time. I wouldn't mind if they slowed down a console to every five years. I mean, it used to be that I, I you would have I, we I had our we had our Nintendo for I don't know how many years before the goddamn Super Nintendo. Yeah, no console. Um, Console generations are definitely speeding up, but I think I think what they went for this time around is to make systems powerful enough that they wouldn't have to do mid-generation consoles like they did the, the PS Pro and they did the Xbox One X. I think, right, because I think they're of, going to be skipping that. This that part of the reason why they had to each do that, though, is because... It finally got decided between the Blu-ray versus the HD, and a, a lot of these things happened in midlife of the console. Which direction uh, the change with the ultimately moving from uh, certain 
what the analog and the art, the not even the RCA, but what were they called? Uh, components to HDMI. And a lot of that happened mid-console. Well, that and was so they back... literally had to adapt the console and the hardware to that make... Was... But dude, that was back in like the beginning of 360, wasn't it? Some of yeah, well, obviously the HDMI was, and then uh, in the middle of this last console stuff was basically four K. It was four K, yeah. It was four K. Yeah. So yeah, and they wanted to make systems that could do four K, and that's where the the right and the one X ended up coming out with the four the four K player, where the Pro just had the four K video card but you had to download from the ps store the for the 4k resolution movies or whatever and they did and that, so the games if you bought a 4k game you it wasn't actually playable in 4k because the the blu-ray player they had in there couldn't read 4k yeah no and it wasn't real 4k anyways it was up converted yeah so yeah. I, that and yeah Xbox I, the One X could do native 4K exactly, and now now both systems are obviously doing native 4K and they're they're also now pushing the frame rates and all that. PS um, PlayStation has gone backwards compatible with their shit now. Well, I mean that took them long enough. Fucking right. <laughs> I mean, I so can, true. I can literally play. Like I can play games that are twenty years old, from the from the Xbox, from the original oh, Xbox. Right. It makes me sad that I got rid of some of my original Xbox games because I would seriously plug them in right now. Well, I mean, it's uh, not all of them. It's the ones that they've made backwards compatible because I think they just have to program it into their emulator. Kotor's. But yeah, Kotor. But dude, the Kotor's are five bucks each on the store. Are they? Oh, yeah, I they're cheap. Buy that shit. They're I gotta cheap. Buy that shit. Yeah, you can I've bu- been jonesing. You can since... buy them for the One X, dude. Or your yeah, you have the Xbox One X. You could go on yeah. right now and buy them both for the One X. I think they're five bucks a piece. Straight up, I'm ah, uh, mini guys stop humping the Xbox. Um, anyway, so there, there you go. That 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 was what ultimately drove me. Especially, okay, the. That alongside um, Red Dead 2 made me go out and buy an Xbox One X because I wanted to see that in the proper format. And you you and I played it together a lot. And you and were did you hear away. that they're making the uh, multiplayer uh, standalone? I did hear that. Yeah, I did hear that Red Dead Online is going to be its own. Should we give it another thing. try? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I feel like pretty, we almost should. But... I'm going to be really busy with Cyberpunk and Destiny 2 right. uh... and The Division 2. But, I mean, I will always make time. If you're like, dude, let's play Red Dead Online, I'll be like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. Um, right. It's so true. You're good that way. You yeah, are, I can. You're, you're you know, my freaking as, as long as I can, As long as I can wrap up what I'm doing, you know, it's not a, it's not a thing. I'll try and get that hooked up to our Twitch, too. If you guys haven't checked out our Twitch lately, you can watch me make a fool of myself, complete jackass, on uh, Iron Man VR. Holy shit. I was so goddamn uh, just 
flat out motion sick by the end of it. So yeah, I can't wait uh, with what you're talking about, dude. Uh, it, it, the heuristic kind of thing. Uh, it, get that fucking put into it. I make it make you feel something because oh the the motion without any actual um sensation no feedback you're not getting yeah. feedback yeah there is none yeah and, see that's a deal breaker for me and i'm not sure why oh it's just, i if i'm gonna it be, could be so cool and if i'm gonna be in vr for the immersion i want to be fully immersed or as immersed as possible and why they can't put any form of haptic feedback into the whatever grippy thingies that you use to play the game is i mean to me it's whatever i'm i'm you know i'm an xbox guy i'm not gonna buy a a vr rig for the playstation i might you know maybe if they did something super cool must play you know get it for the pc or whatever but yeah i i heard they're doing it with the ps5 and the vr2 but well, sure yeah, yeah I, they i mean they they've got a lot of money in the vr but the I feel it's going to go the way of the connect eventually. I think it's a gimmick. That was that was and it's uh, just not PlayStation's or I mean that was Xbox's attempt at that whole um I want motion video. Yeah, it was kind of their answer to the Wii. It was kind of their answer to the Wii. But I mean it was And just, then it, PlayStation adapted it for to VR and I can Having played it and done some of the games, the immersion level is really, really cool. Um, the having the feedback would make it so much better. I do believe that there are components of it that you can get used to, like you do it a lot, the and you're gonna build up a tolerance kind of thing. Sure, um, I just I don't see it lasting. <clears throat> very long uh i can show you you know no, i know I you can show me dude i know i know no no no, no no that's not well, gonna hold be on, but what you i'm gotta, saying well yeah but hold on here's what i'm saying is i mean the the motion video game thing was kind of a fad and they tried and then they were like nobody's digging on this let's just get rid of it 3d i love 3d never took off it's gone I used to play Xbox games. They had games in 3D. I bought a 3D TV so I could be like, I'm going to play this shit in 3D. You could play Batman Arkham City in 3D. Do you know how cool that was? The depth of the city as you're swinging through as Batman. It was awesome. You could play Assassin's Creed 3 in 3D. While that in of itself isn't that amazing when you got to go out on the on the ocean in a ship holy crap when the waves were coming in it was amazing but it died it went away and i think vr is a, is a fad that is definitely adopted by a niche of of people and players i just don't think they're going to support it i think eventually they'll be like eh and just let it go Maybe, maybe that's so. I know that I've been, I've been dipping my wick in the VR trough for I don't know how many years, dude. Like I keep going back to it. 
I, I really do. The immersion level of it is amazing. I love what they're able to do with the HD um, graphics. It, it makes it even that more. Uh, they're developing the sensory technology. I, I think there's, there's a lot of games that really... Um, flight games, uh, Microsoft, uh, what was it? Uh, flight, flight simulator that just came out 2020. There is the squadrons game. A lot of those, oh my God, VR would be amazing in those, especially if you had sensory feedback. Uh, sure, sure. And I mean, I any know of the fighting games that you can I know imagine. they did, um, I know they did <laughs> Skyrim in VR on the playstation i know they did i think they might have done fallout 4 in and, vr and the, and the following then, following for it's also, been there it's i think just they also solid. did i think they did something with one of the batman games in vr too i i want yes i want to say it was either asylum or, or arkham or something like that it, i think it was arkham did. city i think they did something with arkham city in vr and it it's like being at an IMAX 360. It, it really, it, it's that even more so because you look down and you're still, it's it's there. Uh, the, what they can do with the, the hands and stuff like that. Like I've seen people like go crazy with the articulation of their, of each, all the digits. And I'm not sure how the fuck they do it. Cause I've not really played with it, but the stuff you can do seems... I mean, there's a lot of games that without the feedback still look entertaining. But it's only as much as you make them out to be, it seems like, versus what is the true capacity of the game. Like, if you just play the game over and over again, it's not fun. But if you go into the game and you more play the game like you're there and it's like you and me playing uh when we go when we go play some freaking laser tag you remember that oh yeah how could i forget laser tag so if you went into vr playing laser tag like that and with the with the mindset that you're just going in to play laser tag and not and fuck around and be with your buddies in this place that is going to be fun. If you go in to play the game, like I'm going in and this is all about the game, I'm totally not fun. Like it really seems more of a ridiculous kind of social platform over, say, currently a high level gaming platform. And a huge amount of that has to do with, the, again, the, the feedback. Definitely. But I I think that depending on where they aim the market at, you're you'll find that it's easy to sell it as a social component. It's harder to sell it as a hardcore gaming component because of the motion sickness crap. Yeah, I mean, I, for for right now, for today, VR isn't for me. I mean, no, I think it's cool. not for everybody. I think it's cool. Um, there's just not enough meat on that on those bones for me to to want to take a bite that's absolutely. just where i'm at that's just where absolutely I'm at. i don't think it's a bad way to, bad place to be at i i i like in i think there's a like if i had a group of people that was doing it like five people four people 
um, that were constantly doing it. I think it would be fun to play with that group of people because you, you create a dialogue. It's like a D&D game kind of thing. It's like, you name it. it it's just a group of friends hanging out. Um, but I don't think it, in a compo- in a capacity you know, smaller than that, it's necessarily the, I mean, I'm sure there's people that love to play it by themselves, but you have to have a really, really, I mean, I, I'm not, I think I'm an introvert. And so if you're extroverted and you like to meet people, I think that's a great way. I, you know, it's, you can do it that way, but I'm such an introvert that I'm like, I don't want to meet people. I just want to play with people that I know. Fuck everybody else. Cool. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, <laughs> except you, except the futzers out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Just remember, he said it, not me. Um, <laughs> so you, uh, your Warcraft expansion. Oh yeah, out, yeah. Yes, yes. And I've been playing that. I've, I, I just recently got my first guy up to sixty. I'm a slowpoke. If anybody is playing WoW that already has a sixty. Don't look at me and be like, oh, dude, what? You took you forever. Yeah, I fucking did because I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, there's some days I get a chance to play forever. And then there's some days that I don't get any time. It's just life. Um, but I finally made it to the last area. Um, played some really cool um, lands in the expansion. They have some pretty cool easter eggy stuff at least you know, like i'm you know some shout out to ancient greek uh mythology uh they they combine some greek words and uh, things like that i mean they they do what warcraft does and they plant a lot of uh intellectual kind of uh or poking fun uh easter eggs throughout the entire thing and if you are knowledged in what they're kind of giving and doing then you notice it if you have if you don't it it flows so well into what they did that you don't notice a damn thing um so definitely a shout out that way to developers but you remember you remember um when we were first talking about it that developer that left because the guild versus the story aspect of it Yes. Okay. I I get what he's talking about completely now, having gone through the entire expansion. Um, I go into a zone, right? And when you go into a zone, it's not like you can just go through the zone and pick up many quests as you can possibly quick pick up and do them all and rep grind and get the zone powered out. Now you have you have to progress the story in certain dynamics for zones to open up. So level caps and storyline caps and level storyline caps and you name it will keep you from discovering a whole zone. So they force you into playing through the story of the expansion before they open up the entire world to discovering exploration and daily quests and all these other things. So it really, it's like that whole, it takes out the, the meaning of a guild 
And in some ways it, it does because of the group finders and stuff like that. They really made the access to single person um, play very easy and available. But I, I can't say that the only way they, that you can argue they take out the meaning of the guild is if they take, you take out the meaning of playing with more than one person. Like, I didn't start playing WoW again until I had, uh, like, a couple people that I know come and say, hey, are you going to start playing again? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play with you. Um, I wouldn't, but I, I'm not a solo player. So the minute I don't have anybody playing with me is ultimately the minute I, I mean, uh, I'll pick it up every now and then, but it's not my primary play. And so if I find something to replace it, it gets replaced. So I'm very much that way of the guild that we're playing, even the guild, the, the guild leader, he doesn't play anymore, but I know him personally. Um, and, but so me and my friend are, we're still in this guild that has been, I don't know how, how many years it's been around. I mean, 10, something like that. It's ridiculous, but it's there. And it, it's just kind of the, been the landing pad and, we there's perks that are unlockable per guild so i get what he's saying that it, it it's horribly story driven because it really even for me it was irritating because you, unless you sink there's ways to get around it but it being story driven like it is you can't just go back and keep playing a zone and if you really like a zone you have to progress the story and if you don't you just eventually run out of quests to do done until you go to the campaign and once you don't you've done the campaign then obviously you can just go do your daily you know pick your faction and um yeah kind of just work through do the dailies into that until you uh uh what cap out but i there are certain things that i've already noticed that are it's asking you to make a character's permanent decision so when you pick your faction there is a chance that they're going to decide in in this new new warcraft world that you can't go and mat cap it out and then go pick another faction to max out and then go pick another. You're going to have to have another character that you play to max out another one. So, and then, yeah, they've really made specific things really story and narrative driven. Six to one, half a dozen to the other. There's good things, there's bad things. It's kind of enjoyable knowing what the fuck's going on. You, you have a clear idea of where the story is going and you don't need to read every little quest. Um, I like to read them anyway, but if you don't, if you're just to click and say, okay, and then go do wherever the, the icon is and whatever you have to do, which I'm uh, in one of the zones I just played, not my favorite zone actually has been my least favorite zone. Uh, that was all I did was just how fast can I get through the goddamn quests here. Um, now I'm in Raven Dearth and dude, it looks like Dark Souls took a shit and wow. Oh, sweet. Um, 
it, it's really i mean it's dark soulsy um a whole lot of like creepy towers and everything and deep ravines and just that way very and, and obviously uh it's raven dearth raven raven hearth i keep thinking of is a D, so i can't even say that it's i think it's one of my favorite places because there's so many easter eggs that i'm feeling in just in development there that um that <clears throat> i love the land already i mean one of the first guys you come across looks like freaking bram stoker's dracula um freaking other than the white hair he's got black hair it's like lord lord chamberlain looks the spitting image so nice cool that's awesome right i like it i i i'm i'm having a good time with it but yeah that this this new zone is so far my favorite but yeah it's very dark soulsy very um um yeah i guess uh D D video game rpg that kind of style stuff stuff i used to play tabletop and things right on Um, right on well i mean as long as you're enjoying it that's the that's the thing that matters right back to level 60 it's it's really it yeah if you're a wow fan i i just would if you have a computer that can handle it check out the minimum requirements those are yeah pretty and honestly pretty much any computer (laughs) off the shelf would be able to run it at its lowest Mm -hmm. um nowadays that technology is not hard um, and even getting a computer to run it well on some of its highest settings, but uh, they did just they did just up the minimum requirements, and that took well, a lot sure. of people by surprise. So I would only say, if you have a computer that you're not just purchasing, check the minimum requirements because there are processors and things like that that just are not compatible anymore. Yeah, but I mean, I would have to guess that those are probably pretty rare. The ones that aren't compatible, I would have to say, are probably sitting in in units that are a minimum of two to three years old at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's something if you're going out and buying a computer today, odds are you're grabbing something that can handle it at least on its yes. lowest settings. Yes, don't okay. buy a clearance, but yeah, yeah. All right, well, cool. Um, so, I mean, yeah movies they're they're you know obviously nothing's really being released but uh, but hbo max but is worth hbo noting. max has said that its entire uh warner brothers entire movie lineup for 2021 will be releasing <sighs> same day as theaters on hbo max so we're talking the matrix 4 we're talking king kong versus godzilla we're talking james gunn's Suicide Squad, um, massive. I really huge have to look into block- HBO Max now. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Massive, huge blockbuster movies are coming to HBO Max the same day as theaters. Do you know? I, okay, I there is a reason I feel that they are comfortable with this move, and it's because of what Netflix has done for straight to TV movies. Because they've had production qual uh, movie quality production in some of their in some of their releases that they've had straight. Well, the know, like, the Irishman straight to Netflix movie mm-hmm. was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. So, right? 
and they're they are routinely winning Emmys for Netflix original series. So exactly the, the exactly. view at home format is, I mean, it's the future. I it, said it, really it way and I, back in two thousand eight. Was sitting at work, and it was right when Netflix started doing this streaming thing, and. I was on the phone with my roommate, setting it up on the computer. I said, hey, you just got to punch in this code. And uh, I was like, I turned to a couple of my coworkers. I'm like, dude, the future is here. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is, they're going to get rid of physical media eventually. I said, this streaming thing is it. That you can just pick whatever you want, mm-hmm. whenever you want. And I mean, it's, it hasn't wiped out physical media yet. But it's gonna come. It's going to come. Uh, I gotta admit, I I have been one of the holdouts, right? And even now, I am to about a. I would probably say a quarter now or more of my media is digi- digital. I mean, uh, I, I am eighty percent digital at this see, point. You're, if not you're higher, like, you if not higher early. And I've always been impressed with that. But yeah, I didn't adopt nearly as quickly. And I got to admit, it's like slowly I am. But back in 2005, (laughs) I was looking at people saying, wait until this becomes your wallet. And I was flat. I was just waving my phone at them because they just started getting into the touch screens and other things like that. And the the whole, um, God, what, 2005 was the first, the right around the, the, you were getting the, the fancy iPods. I want to say the iPhone, iPhone was just shortly. iPhone was like 2007. Yeah, I it was think, just I was way. I was living in Bellevue when they came out. Blackberries and things like that, though, were just hitting. I was like, just wait until this becomes your wallet and this is how you pay for things and you don't carry around cards and, or anything else. This will be your not your phone it will be a <laughs> your wallet it eventually and, and honestly eventually i think it's going to be <laughs> your driver's license mm-hmm. it's going to be your concealed carry permit it's going to be your medical everything is going to be eventually compressed onto your mobile device and right now i can tell you that i mean i i use my apple pay and my uh digital pays so much more than I actually use my card. Oh, dude, I, 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 I the 90, only 10%. the only place I ever really use my card anymore is at a gas pump. Like if right. I go into a into a convenience store or whatever, um, I just use my Apple Watch and Apple they, Pay. Boom, boom. Right. If they I don't double take tap, it, double tap and wave. And yeah, if they don't take it, obviously I'm reaching for a card. But right. But if they take it, yeah, I'm using that every time because it's like. Have you noticed it's like sliding your card? It used to be. It's so much quicker and easier than using the damn card. Oh, yeah. It's super quick. And I I feel like it's a lot safer than using your card. (laughs) I Um, know that all of it. The interesting thing about my my cards that go, I put on my Apple Pay, all of that gets encrypted and to brand new identification numbers and everything like that. So it doesn't even have the same same numbers that run on my debit card. 
things like that it's like it, it really i like what they've done with it it really i do i feel like it's it's a whole lot safer so yeah you know, yeah cheers yeah. to it anyway but you get what i'm saying but you were talking about the same thing with the the, the <laughs> digital online and you even said it to me and i was like ah but i like i like physical media so much and but that was the start of it i gotta admit that was like at that point in time i was like no and then after that i got my xbox and i started doing the digital games and then i started getting digital movies and then next thing i know it's like i'm i'm pretty hooked i mean (laughs) digital i streamed for a long time though i have not had cable forever yes exactly Digital takes up no space on your shelves, no clutter, no, it's better for the environment. You're not, you're not making them print plastic cases. Um, Digital is just the only way to go. You can sit in your living room, in your underwear and be like, Hey, I want to buy this brand new game. Bloop. Done. Who's going to Walmart for a video game? Who's going to GameStop for a video game? Why stop? Just stop. Go digital. It's the only way to be. It's the only yeah, way to be. I'm not going to deny the fact that it is so much more convenient and the way they've done it, it makes it makes me a whole lot more comfortable about my media because I don't if I buy a digital file, right? What I know is if I want to watch the movie five years down the road and i don't have the i mean i don't have an old player it's like the vhs thing how many years did you keep your goddamn vhs movies but not actually have a vhs player um and just waiting if i ever want it i gotta go find one now you can't even find them at the goddamn goodwill store and there's people that are honestly hanging on to their vhs why well they're collector's items now I swear to God, the ab workout that you got with Kathy Silverman or whatever, it's not going to be worth any money. But, you know, there are some that are, but overall... The Disney, like like the old Disney clamshell. Yeah, exactly, right? And I have... I have have a a three-pack of the star wars trilogy the original star wars trilogy still sealed that i i bought at a flea market for like 10 or 20 bucks and i think it's worth i think i could probably sell it for 100 if not more um right and there are some that are worth again there are there are collectors stuff but again your workout videos that you've been hanging on to for all those years yeah yeah your chain fonda shits on youtube now guys (laughs) seriously all right. So anyway, um, but yeah, no, HBO Max, it's worth it. The, worth the catalog it. of stuff that's on there already is extensive and expansive, and they got all DC stuff too. They've got a bunch of great DC stuff, animation, uh, the television series. I think Titans finally premiered on HBO Max. The mm-hmm. Teen Titans live action show. I think yep, it finally I read that. showed up on HBO I don't Max. Remember what day? But yes, it so did. yeah, I'm gonna have to dive into that here soon. Um, yeah, dude, no, HBO Max is totally worth it. And then you're looking at you have the access to HBO through HBO Max. So, you know, if you always wanted to watch Game of Thrones, there it is. You want to watch Veep, you want to watch The Wire, you want to watch Rome, you want to watch any one of their groundbreaking, amazing original series, or 
whatever movies they're currently offering, a mix from new to classic. It's all on there. Plus all the shows that they've licensed. I think now I'm just gonna say something sure. really I'm gonna interrupt Go right ahead. here real quick because dude we should Go getting, be getting paid for this. Uh, I mean that's you eventually... are you are doing such a good job. It's like they should pay us for this. Well, you know, I mean, I don't mind selling stuff that I enjoy for free. I mean, because I would, I can say the same damn thing about Disney Plus, obviously. Um, you know, right. I mean, it's it's I, I I can say Netflix, it for the, and Netflix. Pick your favorite obviously. streaming. Pick your favorite I mean, streaming. This, but at this point, you almost need to have all of them. Because they're all putting out amazing content, right? And I, I, I am, I am a picker and a chooser, and because of that, there are shows that I am missing that would be really good and really nice to see. But well, you know, so I am. I'm a picker and a chooser, so you, you got to earn. I, you got to earn my market. I got Amazon because Amazon Prime. Duh. I mean, why wouldn't you do Amazon Prime? Uh, Hulu comes with Disney Plus if you go that route. So I have Hulu and Disney Plus. I have Netflix, but I'm also a T-Mobile customer. T-Mobile pays for my Netflix. And then I have HBO Max, which they sold me when they said they're doing the Zack Snyder cut. And then... Everything else on top of it that's been coming or that's on there is literal icing on a cake. So right, that's so true. It's like that was, and that's the kind of treat if you know, with the whole straight to HBO Max with all those movies. It's like you already you you get that treat. It's like it is your treat. It is coming. You get a look at that. Boom. So, yep. Thumbs um, up to them. Thumb go- they're they're doing a good job with what they do. I'm um, wondering in- if I'm wondering if Disney Plus is going to follow suit because I mean they have a Black Widow movie literally sitting in a can waiting to be shown to audiences. We'll and see. I'm not sure because they they mm-hmm, they're gonna if the rumors about the character that's supposed to debut. In Black Widow, appearing in other Marvel Disney Plus TV series is true. They're going to have to do something with that movie to get that character in front of people before those TV series comes out. Um, And if you don't know who he's talking about, what was the new the new Black Widow or who's Uh, going to be the new Black Widow? Yeah, I don't remember. I just I just looked up uh, Yelena Belova. Yeah, Yelena Belova. Um, played by by Florence Pugh. <clears throat> um and Yelena Belova is and this is they, they diverge from the comic books a bit here, but this is who is geared to take and she was originally uh, uh that was the whole thing. She was going to take over as the Black Widow that she was trained everything she was the next black widow and then obviously she hit the fan and there can only be one i guess or whatnot i didn't read the comic lines too much so i'm not super familiar with it but but mcu seems to be definitely going a different way with it making making uh 
the move to replace her with this with the new actor or actress and, and i'm i don't know i mean which is fine with me game of thrones shows that it works uh so you can I mean, take game your favorite character and kill him off and yeah yeah it goes on uh, at least on that show um so we'll see how how it works for disney i i can't say I mean, I loved Scarlett Johansson as, as Black Widow, but who doesn't love Scarlett Johansson? Huh? Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> um, so, but at the same time, I, I can't say I'm, I'm necessarily... I, I'm excited to see the, the new phase of the Marvel, the MCU come in into fruition. So, yeah, dude, we'll, they've, been, they've been nailing it for over 10 years now you know i i think at this point they've earned the trust that they know what they're doing yeah yeah they know what they're doing so you know i mean it's it's not even worth like leaning a negative eye towards they know what they're doing they've got they're gonna do it in a way that makes you everybody feel good and speaking of making everybody feel good can we just say that uh guy stop humping the inflatable spider-man Oh my god, that was the most feel good that I have felt in so long, and I—that's sad to say. Ah, so you are referring to a post that I shared to your Facebook wall about an hour before we sat down to do this. Um, so I missed it somehow. I it never it never bleeped up on my radar today, but apparently Sony accidentally leaked a teaser. For the upcoming Spider-Man 3 movie starring Tom Holland. And the the teaser was a picture or maybe even a video. All I've seen is a picture. I've just seen the picture. I didn't see anything showing, else. Showing Tom Holland uh, flanked by Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. All coming through Doctor Strange magical teleporting portals. They deleted it. And then it was copied and resurfaced. They got it taken down off of YouTube, but then they came out and confirmed that we are getting a Spider-Verse movie with Spider-Man 3 and that the three live-action Spider-Men from our time are all going to be in Spider-Man 3. Which is why Jamie Foxx is going to be reprising his Electro role. Yes. Um, we'll see yes. what they do if it's the same the same character or um tom holland's universe we'll we'll see what they do but okay this is my geek coming in because i'm tickled that freaking toby's coming back as spider-man i I didn't uh, think i was going to be invested like i was in it but i totally am i'm really happy for andrew garfield because i thought he was great and I, you know, I felt like he got shortchanged. He got, he definitely got the short end of the stick. He, he did, cause yeah, he got, he was getting set to really open up this uh, on his own Spider Spider Man journey. And they base the MCU came out, and then Tom Holland uh, took over as Spider Man, and Andrew Garfield stuff was kind of you found out semi can. But here's the thing that also lends itself to cool stuff is by opening them up you can have spider-man the spider-man this the one where spider-man 3 movie but you can also go off with andrew garfield then 
and explore that character more because you and, just and Toby, identify if he if he if exactly. you want to do old man Peter stories. You know? I was yeah, gonna it, say, or if you wanted to do into the uh, into the Spider Verse live action, old man Toby or old man Spider Man Toby, right there. I mean, you have options all of a sudden that are so wide open for all these characters or all these actors that have have played the character it's it really is kind of a a fun dimension to add and at that point in time i would only say fan influence is going to be huge in determining what movies we get from from the their whole repertoire of of spider-man right i mean it's exciting it's very exciting um and just and to I have think, toby back in the spider suit I, it's, I, it's uh it's a very very smart move and of course we've been hearing whispers of this for a long time and so you know the old expression where there is smoke there is fire um i i had always believed that this was going to be the case but seeing official confirmation is seeing official confirmation you know i mean it's nice to see right. to know that it's actually happening it's cool it's it's a fantastic piece of news and it is definitely worth being excited about. I'm I'm seriously humping the inflatable Spider-Man. Um, it's yeah, I, I'm I'm just tickled. I figured we were gonna get it, but I didn't I didn't know if it would come be coming in Spider-Man three. I knew that we were gonna be playing so probably with it in some capacity in the new Doctor Strange movie, but I just didn't know to what dimension and which leads us obviously to like even the venom character and a lot of the other stuff that's going to be going on with uh um um what is uh the carnage movie uh i can't remember the goddamn name right now um all i can remember is maximum carnage <laughs> that's it but yeah, uh let, I let mean, there the, be carnage, the carnage or venom whatever. venom 2 or venom let there be carnage yeah. or whatever yeah 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 I mean, anyway I think um, I think Sony I don't want to put this all on Sony, but I feel like I kind of have to put it all on Sony cuz they control the characters. Um I think they finally figured out that if they allow Marvel to play with their toys, everybody wins including them or mm-hmm. especially them. Um and you know, I mean developing that kind of a relationship between studios there's nothing saying it can't go both ways you know what i'm saying like yep i do i really do hey marvel you've got this character that we want to play with can we introduce him in this movie oh we were going to introduce him in seven movies from now but sure why not right let it go both ways and spider-man has teamed up with so many different superheroes let it happen let it happen. Just open up, open up the stables, and see. Let people go. And the what what Sony offered can offer versus what Marvel. I mean, it's the idea that Sony is its own studio, free of ultimately what what Disney can do. And so the idea that Sony can release a rated R superhero movie is going to be more palatable for people in some ways, especially if being a Spider-Man one, than if if Disney tried to do it. Well, Disney is doing it with Deadpool. They confirmed Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. They are doing it. Wow. I, 
hat tip to Disney they have for to. taking the. They have to. Ooh, right. Okay. I, I totally see. With Deadpool, see they have to. With but the see, Punisher, you're going to have to. Okay. With Moon Knight, you'd have to. With um, Moon Knight, you have to. Yeah, my thing I mean, about it is, I always. It's like. I've always seen Disney taking the safer route of doing like what they did with the more violent characters, like with, with uh, Netflix. Give it to a secondary producer who can get away with those ratings while maintaining the care, you know, leasing out the character. Uh, you know, I mean, I think, and so this think, is a departure from that. They've always they've sure. done that before. And so, sure. I'm, yeah. But I wow. mean, I think, I think they, I think Disney finally caught on to the idea that maybe possibly us as consumers of movies and television shows, we've become pretty sophisticated. We understand the difference between Disney as a parent company and Marvel as the studio under that parent company. Exactly. Um, I think it's just the same right. the same way as if I'm watching ESPN, if I'm watching a boxing match or a UFC on ESPN Plus and I see somebody get their arm broken or I see somebody get knocked out, I'm not blaming Disney for that. Right, you, ne- you get what I'm saying. Disney right. owns ESPN. Exactly. I don't blame yeah. Disney for that, and I don't they, frankly they don't care if someone gets the... their arm broken or if someone gets knocked out. That's what I'm there for. You're but, watching it, and you're you're an informed consumer. But yes, as an informed consumer, no, nobody's going to boycott Disney parks because you put Deadpool in a rated R movie and he says cock sheath a bunch of times. Nobody cares. <laughs> the Disney the Disney audience that cares about that isn't watching Deadpool. No, and it's right. not and it's not like in the opening of Deadpool you get the Magic Kingdom castle and fucking Tinkerbell flying around. Well, when we grew up Disney had this image of just of, of being the kids network being the, the family the, the, the family, family wholesome. The family, and I the think family. what it happened is those kids that Disney pandered to us when we were a kid, the family, the family, we all grew up and we said, well, we're, we grew up past, well, okay, I guess we're growing up past Disney. And Disney said, we don't want to lose your market share. And so Disney said, we have to grow up too. Yes. Yes, they can still, they can be in Neverland and be forever young. But that's what Pixar is for. That's what Disney Animation Studios right. is for. It's and a, it's well, fine. and it's like it's why you get uh, the Lego films and a lot of the other stuff that's a whole lot more lighthearted and and fun. And it's like they they can use those to market to the kids. They can you and then they can also do the other stuff like we're gonna see with obviously Deadpool. Um, uh, Old Man Logan obviously proved that uh, you can have um, you can have an R rating and, and be very successful um, well that was still fox deadpool yeah and, yeah and, oh yeah i know yeah they've been fox up to this point so yeah but, but at the same time but still those are very successful films and it's like if just yeah you can do that. a rated and logan not only is logan a successful film it is legitimately a great movie um and you just gotta bottom. choose your market choose your market yeah don't yeah. try and include everybody, but you know, choose your market and have really, you know, it's like have have specific pieces. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, every, everything isn't for everybody all the time. I mean, that's right. just that's the way the world works. So, and we get it. And I applaud Disney for 
for their decisions. I applaud Sony for theirs. Um, it's an exciting future in that uh, in that neck of the woods. Absolutely. Can I come back really quick to what you just said? You can't you can't have something for everybody. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think you can. Which leads us right into the ne- our next segment, the Broom Boys. Oh, hold on. Well, Mandalorian. Okay. Well, hold because, on though. I guess. Okay. Oh, is there something else? Oh, well, there's I guess, something else. No, no, no. It can be. It definitely can get folded into the Broom Boys. I was doing segment, a but it's gonna be. It's gonna be pre Mandalorian though. What's pre Mandalorian? Um, Let's do. I want well, it. I want it. So just a a little bit of news. Um. Apparently, the Cassian Andor prequel show is currently filming. Oh, so we had we had not heard a whisper about that for a very long time, and no. apparently, it's currently being filmed. And I believe Obi Wan is set to start filming in January. I had heard that, and I thought I did see something about the Cassian Andor was set to do something and then that's where it's sort of like i saw obi-wan and my attention completely got diverted i have cassian andor is cool but i'm i mean i as a giant fan of rogue one i'm i'm happy that that we're gonna see more of that era of the republic empire conflict or the rebellion because i mean dude that opens up a lot of doors for interesting cameos to walk through. Though I get, I right, I'm I'm super excited for other cameos since we're. I mean, we're we're going to official. It's official Broom Boys time, guys. Um, because another one, it's like I. You, did you see the thumbs up from Hamill about uh, Sebastian Stan and the fact that. I- I haven't Disney's. heard. Did he give an official thumbs yes. up? Did he? Yes. I heard that they were waiting, waiting to to hear and back he, from him. He tweeted that that was you know he, he that would just I I think it was something that like it was going to be it would be an honor or something like that or there would be nobody better for it. Um, I can look it. I, I can look it up. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm no, already looking. I'm already. You're already looking. looking. Anyway, but yeah, no, I, 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 I saw it when you mentioned it. I started looking it up, and I had the thing that Hamill said he would be all for Sebastian Stan uh, reprising a young Luke, and with hearing that, my brain just starts spinning because that's a Luke in his 30s, dude. We're talking in in the Mandalorian to return or force awakening stage were like adventure Luke discovering temples, Luke, the God, there's has, so many chances. He has not said anything. No one way or the other yet. He has not. Uh, there's been no official announcement. Okay. I, I, Wow. Uh, maybe what I was what I was looking. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, it wasn't him saying that. I think it was something about him saying that Sebastian Stan was like his or what could something about his it, he being his dad or something like that. Oh yeah, no. There's been a joke that they've had on Twitter for a couple of years 
where he's basically somebody pointed out the resemblance between the two and he said yes yes i need to confirm that he is he is indeed my son basically um and then there was a new i guess there was just he he recently tweeted something on his like birthday or on sebastian stan's birthday yeah he he wishes he wishes his son he wishes his son a happy birthday every year on twitter Okay, anyway, and so, okay, maybe that was it that everybody was thinking that that was him. Because that was also right around the same time as everybody was saying that that he could play a young Luke. And then I think that tweet came out. Um, anyway, I would, be, I, I would be really stoked for it, dude. I, you can see it. Oh, I honestly, I think it's going to happen. And I don't see Hamill being that upset by it. No, he won't be that upset. And frankly, it wouldn't shock me if it's already happened and this is just them softening up the ground for it. Right? I, I, Because he's very much... Hamill's been very much that way. But it's like, yeah, I would I would be so shocked as uh, of Mark Hamill saying that uh, you can't play this character and uh, I, that just doesn't fit any of the... anything I've ever heard about the guy. Well, you know, and I think... Mark is probably invested in seeing a return to form for Luke Skywalker after the reception and the treatment the character got in the sequel trilogy. Agreed. Um, I, I, think I, I think I think he wants to see to that character. Much. I think he wants to see that character redeemed. Um, not just for the sake of the character, but for the sake of the fans who have held that character in such high regard for 40 years. Right. And I think that that he, he alluded to as much that the fans deserved, they didn't get what they deserved or what they thought they were going to get from Luke. And, and I think that was one of his comments as far as rise of Skywalker, if I remember correctly, or the gist of it. Um, and, uh, I, I agree with it. It was like, it was one of those that it wasn't what we expected, but he wasn't, I mean, it, he played Luke. I mean, and that was the role and that was the lines and he did, he did a phenomenal job, but I do feel like we, that was not what we expected to get from the character. And no, I don't think that's what anybody expected. This but would we've be a nice about chance this. to reprise that. We've, yeah, right. We've talked about it before with the the disjointed, non-coordinated storytelling of the sequel trilogy that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, okay, no, I'm not going to go down that. I'm just not going to go down that. It, just, <laughs> it was a dark day. It was a dark day. It wasn't the it best was for Star dark... Wars. The Mandalorian has done so much. The Clone Wars have done so much to oh. redeem Star Wars since what the that... The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, is oh, the Mandalorian proving itself to be the best version of Star Wars that we have ever seen. Right? It's like it takes that original, it took the original trilogy and it turned it into something that I guess I always felt like, I mean, that for all the shortcomings of the original trilogies, this delivers in all of those shortcomings and continues that 
story that captivates and is magical and is is moving and compelling it's like there's so many layers and so many different characters that are so important but nobody other than really uh grogu and uh dinsharn are focused on everybody is a part and uh, a major part not a not a small part in some uh way but they all serve a huge purpose in progressing the story but in their own way and i don't know it's it's it lives up to what Star Wars promised to be and from A New Hope, what it was in Empire, and then how it even, again, beat itself with uh, um, Return of the Jedi. It's like it it continued, and then this is the first time. It's like, And you, you felt that way, though, Rogue One, right? With Rogue One? Yeah. Uh, I felt Rogue One was definitely a return to form in a way for Star Wars. Um, because they they took a story that we somewhat kind of sort of heard about in the original trilogy and they fleshed it out. And they introduced us to some incredibly memorable and heroic characters and a couple of evil ones. And they 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 put the war into Star Wars. They gave us a Star Wars war movie, um, you know, where Star Wars was always kind of a space fantasy originally in in George Lucas's eyes. Um, you know, now Mando is giving us that space western, which I mean is the only route to take with with a gunslinging bounty hunter is to make it a western. Uh, the tried and true, you know, roaming the the plains on their horse, rounding, looking for the bad guy from a wanted poster. It was it's a it worked incredibly well back in the day on television and in movies. And it I mean, it's it's working now. <laughs> it's, it's definitely working. working. It's definitely working now. God, Although, I love it. I would say. This is like a blend. Mando, Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, is a blend between, you know, one of those old westerns, and like Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm-hmm. You know the old the magn or the man, the manga. That's how it's pronounced. The manga, the Japanese comic book. Uh, magna. Um, magna. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful, and you know we've been getting a progressively advancing story over the course of this season. You know, we only really had one uh, holding episode, and that would have been episode two, is the only holding pattern episode, I would say, mm-hmm. for this season so far. Everything else has been uh, been a step the forward. Background, though, even that is starting to make a little bit more sense as far as even what that, that medal that that guy tossed her. Yeah, was. but that wasn't that wasn't until episode four. Yeah, right. It's like, and so it was kind of like this holding episode. But I, it's like you were talking about. They dropped a whole lot more on us than we're privy to. Well, and... yeah. Episode two, we got introduced to that rebellion pilot, and then his he showed up again in episode four, and then we figured out a mystery from episode four at the end of episode six. Mm-hmm. 
So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, there, right? there, there's a nice interconnectivity with a lot of the, the little things that you could just as easily ignore. Um, so this episode, episode six of season two, the tragedy, the tragedy, which oh. I mean, when I started the episode and I saw that title, I mean, they didn't bury the lead. You knew something bad was going to happen. Exactly what I feared was going to happen happened. Yes, but we'll we'll get to that. And so if um, you're if you're watching the show, no spoilers at this point. We will get to the spoilers later. But just know that your worst fear that's going on right now is likely they weren't they weren't playing with you. It happens. Yes. So, well, no. The worst the worst fear didn't happen. The second worst fear in my mind happened. Okay, okay. That you're talking about if he'd gotten killed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So but I mean we pick up in the Razor Crest with Mando and Grogu. We <laughs> gotta get Gro- Grogu. And Grogu. he he's Grogu. He's talking to him and Grogu is oop, you know, responding like to his name. And he's trying sure to get him to it. Trying to get him to use the force to grab the little ball. Um and which he does. And I can't, he got, he cursed. He did that Ding Ferrick curse again. Yeah, he did. And he upset the kid. He upset Grogu. And then he like immediately went and consoled him. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, right? And yeah, that, that part confused me a little bit. Because why did he curse? Was he cursing kind of like, kind of like, God damn, all right. Yeah, he did it. Or was it, I was think it something it was, else? Uh, part of me wants to say that yeah it was that part of me wants to say is that well shit this kid really has these magic powers and he can he can really fucking do this and he his powers are now his powers are dangerous he's not looking at the powers he i mean i i he's he's a bounty hunter he's a he's a warrior and so he's got to look at, he looks at things in a specific way and he's not thinking, it's like that, you remember how I, back to when I was thinking, well, he's not using the force in very Jedi-like ways. Um, I think this is all of a sudden what Din Djarin's noticing and realizing is this kid's not using the force in, you know, really nice ways. If he decides to kill somebody with it, Hey, there's not going to be any stopping him. I, well, so stopping I him he, wouldn't be very easy, and certainly yeah, not yeah. without hurting or killing him. So, yeah. Exactly. So I think he realized it, it's a moment of, well, shit, this kid has powers. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I, it's like I'm not trying to upset you or anything. It's just, you know, yeah, I, I, he realized he, the, the gravity of the situation, I think. Yeah, he's he's realizing that or realizing this, this kid's powers without proper training is a danger yeah i even i think that's even especially to him probably what happens is the minute the kid wants something and he's like and he's like no you can't have it and the kid decides he wants it and i'm just gonna take it yes and so you know he um you know and then he he they get to tython and he's like all right kid you know we're gonna go do this thing and if a Jedi shows up, you have to promise me you're going to go with him. 
You're going you're gonna to go and get trained. You need to be taught. And you can see it bothers him that he's going to have to say goodbye to the kid, potentially. Um, and he's he's saying these words, I think, as much for him as he is projecting. for Grogu. Totally yeah, projecting. He's, he's projecting, but you can tell. He, he really, really cares for this kid beyond what the creed demands of him to do. He, yes. he he is invested in this kid. You could tell, and I, they they make the landing, and you know I um I was expecting there to be some Lord of the Rings style walking to the mountain sort of stuff, but they spotted it from air, and then he used his jetpack to fly up there, right? Um, which the kid ex- the kid loved. The Grogu was having a good time. I was a little surprised by that too, because at least I, I was. I guess I was also expecting, even if they had done that, I wasn't expecting it just to be on the top of a mountain. And I mean, it's like this ancient temple, and he managed to find it flying over it, like just randomly. I mean, I maybe he was doing surface scans for the for mountains or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's there's... like I don't know, but it's like. Uh... Anyhow, so I was expecting some like spelunking expedition where they have to go into this temple or or maybe or something like Last Crusade where they have to go into uh, like temple, not something just like set up like Stonehenge on the top of a mountain. Maybe uh, maybe Ahsoka showed him where it was on a map. Right. All I can think. So he got yeah, you know, it doesn't matter, though, like. It doesn't but he was just there. Just they just he, they were they just got, right they there. got they got there, and he puts he puts Grogu on the rock, and nothing happens at first, and he's wandering. And I was like, maybe there's a button I have to push or whatever, uh, and then something happens. Grogu goes all Jedi, dude. Very very meditative, and he is surrounded <laughs> by a a force field. Not a force field like a technology-generated field, but, but a like field a force. Proje- of the force. And Grogu right. looks... He's straight-up meditating. And... Was this like straight-up Luke Skywalker on the stone to you? What do you mean? You remember... Uh, do, do you remember... Oh, the in, fucking, in, last, yeah. in Last Jedi? Yeah. Uh... Wasn't he surrounded in blue freaking fire, a force fire, whatnot? No, no. I'm, he was. Maybe I'm he was. Too. <laughs> he was hovering, um, He's hovering like over, right. overlooking the ocean. Um. Anyway, I've never seen anything like it. Really, then uh, it's like it, it really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just uh, for whatever reason it reminded me of Luke on his rock. Yeah. No. It was. It was. It was definitely. It was something for sure. It was cool. Like it was, it was one like, of those moments that you like crap. One of those force moments you remember, like oh, like Yoda lifting the fucking X-wing, or Luke on the rock meditating and force projecting himself. It was one of those moments you're like, whoa, shit, force, forcerama right there. Force yeah, Rama. and um, you know, Mando is kind of taken aback by it, and he's watching. And then a very, very familiar looking ship. Oh my God, I shit myself. Flies overhead. Because I, so I watched the episode like first thing in the morning because the internet has been bad 
bad, bad, bad about spoiling episodes. So I got after that shit. And I, I mean, I could pull up my exact text if I wanted to, but I, I believe I gave you a barrage of holy shit, holy crap, oh my God, you're not yeah, going to yeah. believe this. Dude, something happened, but it's not what we expected, but it was amazing. Like, Yeah, you sent me all these and I was like, I, I immediately started streaming the shit because I was like, what the fuck? If if Buddy is that shocked, what the fuck just happened? And I mean, I it was it was I would not have pegged this episode to go the route that it went. Me neither. And the Me route neither. that it went oh. was we got a glimpse of Slave One. Slave One, dude, flying in into Tython, and Mando immediately leaves Baby Yoda or Grogu. It's gonna be that's gonna be well, a hard no, he tries to, to get him first. He, he tries, tries to get him, he says, Kid, and we that, gotta go. And but he force can't, he can't shield. get through the force Boom. field. Yeah. Knocks him the back. The kid is protected on the rock. As yeah. long as that force stuff's going on, the kid is is untouchable. Mm-hmm. Um so he goes, I'm gonna go buy you some time. And he goes goes out to see what's what, and he sees a figure exit from slave one. And then there's some blaster fire. And then we get a little parlay. And we see Boba Fett. Right. And, you know, looking pretty, pretty beat up. Um, lots of scars. Lots, lots of, scars. of scars. And I don't know if they're those are from the Sarlacc pit or from later. But... Um, old man Boba, you know, but... An older same- Boba... An older Boba, you know, born, born, hatched, grown, whatever, created during the Clone War or right before the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so was, he's, you know, was eight years old when the Clone Wars kicked off. So, right. Yeah. We're talking probably about like a 50 year old somewhere in there, Boba. Yeah. 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 Right. Somewhere in there. 60s. And, you know, he announces that he has come for his armor. And, you know, Mando goes back to the Creed. No, that armor doesn't. Are you a Mandalorian? That, you know, that armor is not yours. And, you know, Boba, that armor was my father's and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, as surprised as I was to see Boba show up, we get another surprise return. The boots, the boots all the way back to season one. The boots from season one. At the end of the Gunslinger episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that was what? Episode five Uh, of season one? Five or six? Six? I thought five was the jailbreak one. I thought six was the jailbreak. Okay. I could... Yeah. I I would trust your memory before mine. (laughs) Yeah, I thought six was the jailbreak. Not important. Uh, Gunslinger episode. Ming-Na Wen... Her, her character, uh, Fennec. Fennec. Fennec, uh, I don't remember Fennec's last name. Yeah, Fennec. We'll just go with Fennec, who we thought was dead at the hands of the young wannabe bounty hunter, is alive and well, thanks to Boba Fett. And she has willingly entered into a partnership with him. And currently has her sniper rifle trained on Baby Yoda on top of the mountain. Fennec Boba. Shand. Boba wants his armor back. 
and proposes, hey, we won't kill the kid or we'll keep the kid from harm if you give us the armor back. And before a deal can really be struck, another ship comes flying in. And this is not a ship that I recall seeing before. Um, no, it's it, like uh, it, it's a transport ship. But it yeah, turns had... out to be like a troop drop ship or a troop yeah. transport ship or whatever uh, loaded with stormtroopers. And so we remember Moff Gideon said that they had had a tracking device planted on the Razor Crest. And now we see, are seeing the fruits of that. Uh, stormtroopers are coming to capture Grogu. Yep. Uh, and a pretty outstanding battle commences. Uh, Mando goes running back up to try to get the kid again, and he can't. And in fact, he's knocked out by the force of the force pushing him away. Yeah. Leaving, leaving Fennec and Boba to fight the, the detachment of stormtroopers that have come off the ship. And, you know, we see Fennec gunning them down she's an amazing shot she's a skilled fighter but then and just so <laughs> you know that is just the those are just imperial troop drop ships okay there we go imperial troop drop ships but then we see boba fett and you know we've obviously seen Django do some fighting we've seen a bunch of clones do some fighting so we know what they're capable of we've never really seen boba fett in action before scary and he is wielding the sand people's gaffy stick and holy crap that is a deadly weapon right oh my god and how it just the skill and i mean i was just blown away by the fucking whole scene dude I mean, shattering oh my god shattering stormtrooper armor stabbing right through it i don't know what maybe it's made out of crate dragon bone or something i it's have made no out of something clue. amazing um, um hard and the, it's got the huge hammer and but even on the hammer side of it it has that spike that it has a spike, spike and then there's like a spear point on the other end like, and you see is... him fucking just breaking i mean he obviously like like buddy said he breaks the helmets but he was also freaking just stabbing people yeah just punching right through the armor like i really wow. am starting to wonder what stormtrooper armor is for right like, really it... what is it for it doesn't seem to stop shots so is it just for a uniform to, for anonymity and uh, to keep them anonymous? Like, what what's the point of them being in armor if the armor doesn't do squat? Right. I, I agree completely because, you know, Fennec was just dropping a fucking left and right. Now she has that fucking badass sniper rifle. But Although one uh, there was one nice little rock. touch. There was one nice little touch with that rifle uh, that I saw because I am a <laughs> gun guy. Um so her rifle has a sniper scope, but then it also has uh, a reflex sight on top of the sniper scope so she can use it at close range if she needs to. Uh, nice. Nice, a neat little touch that doesn't matter, but to to me, like, oh, that's cool because, you know, people run Realism setups like nice. that. People run setups like that in real, in real life. If you're going to have a long, a long magnification optic, you 
typically want to have something you can use up close because otherwise, you know, if you say you have like I have a scope that goes 3x to 9x magnification. So if I'm at nine and something's close and I need to try to get it, I have to reach up and dial that all the way back down to three and then get back on the scope and try to reacquire. No, I want to be able to quick transition to something. So she's got that to quick transition to. Right. Um, it's a neat little touch. My but, favorite touch was I love when she goes for the high ground, gets back behind that rock because they're advancing and uh, she realizes it's loose and pushes it down. <laughs> well, yeah. And this is after they busted out a mortar. They're shooting uh-huh. mortars at her. They've set up an e-web and she she is really getting gunned at hard. They're oh, pressing heavy. her hard. But Boba notices that this the razor crest the razor is crest is there protected open the door is open it's right there and you can only suspect what he's choosing to do at this particular moment right um, but we see fennec you know they blast a giant boulder loose and she she pushes it it goes rolling down onto onto the the e-web and kills a bunch of troops along the way but she's still getting pressed hard because a second dropship has come in in this time. And uh, then you see the moment that... Well, hold on. No, been, Man- oh. Mando, oh, Mando comes Mando to help her. her. Yes. Mando wakes up and gets down there and starts helping her. And she's using Mando for cover, basically. Mm-hmm. Mando's standing in front of her and they're like... Taking she's shot shooting, after shot. And she's shooting around him because his armor can take the hits. Um, But then... And then he releases the freaking, what is it, his wrist, the the whistlers or whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but then, in all Uh of his glory, beat up or not, Boba Fett, in his armor, enters the fray. Holy shit. Wow. His suit is a weapon. From top to bottom, he's got weapon systems all over the place. And including his, his knees his, his knees. knees that's when they started running okay so he fucks them all up shooting them pistols you name it he's going all over the place i don't think he did the flamethrower did he? he didn't do the flamethrower right he did not do the flamethrower no okay he did a wrist so. he did a wrist mounted blaster he did his blaster pistol he did the knee thing and he then did they start shoot running. a rocket he did shoot a rocket but but hold on that's upper, when they he, he uppercutted a, a stormtrooper and fired the rocket oh, that's into right. him. Out of his wrist. That was right. Just Out of his wrist. And then, through. yeah, but then his his knee pad has rockets too or whatever. And he drops a bunch of, sh- a bunch of stormtroopers with that. And, and then they they're like, off, fuck man. it. We're out. We're out. They all they just go, go running they go away. Taken off. They go taken off. Oh, dude, he was so bad. This is probably my favorite line, though, in the whole thing was when you see and Boba goes, drops his targeting site, because we had that discussion of what the fuck is that antenna? Um, and he drops the target. It's a targeting site. He drops it. And we've seen it used once before already in uh, the, what was it, the share or the Marshall episode. But he drops the targeting site down and fires a rocket, which goes flying off and nails the the dropship that's higher up which drops down crashes into the other one and they both completely get destroyed and mandalorian comes up and says nice shot and boba's like i was aiming for the other one (laughs) i don't know why that tickled me so much no it was great 
it was great. But here's a question. Uh-huh. Where where are those rockets for that thing coming from? Um it it rabbits. Okay, cool. Rabbit. It has okay. two rabbits in there that breed them. Well, there we go. So because yeah. I mean, conveniently there's a bunch of rockets just laying around and Mando's I, yeah, keeping a rocket in the Mando's is keeping a rocket in the pack. Maybe All the there's time? a storage and maybe there, because uh, didn't it have like two rocks? Didn't wasn't there like? <sighs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. It's just, I'd it's almost a say there's maybe a the spare rocket in the from. center, and so now he's out of rockets. I don't Those know. rockets aren't small. But no, anyway, not. No, let's not get let's not get hung up on the rockets. Anyway, <laughs> you know, um, it's like bullets. This episode, old, old westerns. This episode um, actually has two tragedies because we oh see God. the first tragedy right here where a laser blast comes flying in, cutting their victory short. And the Razor Crest, which has been a part of the show in every episode from the beginning till now, was a character, dude. It was a character. It was a character How in the show. How many times had they fuck- had it gotten fucked up and they repaired it and fixed it and, and put it's, it all and back. it's saved their lives multiple times the razor crest is destroyed completely not even i mean it's the, there's just it's gone it's like there is nothing left but a crater and at this point and little parts we, we mando goes taking off after the kid and we are we join gideon on the bridge of his cruiser it's a Are you imperial cruiser at this point in time about the whole backpack crap where he took off his backpack yeah and he never yeah. put it back on he never and he never put the, it back on yeah yeah he yeah. even he doesn't he have a he even has a call switch that it would come to him so yeah i mean but he's in a he's in a pressure situation and you know your your thinking can be compromised your actions it had to have been. i mean well and he so. was knocked out already and so you know you have to think that he was kind of was compromised because yeah he got knocked to shit at with the whole force thing and he did that and like boba, three times and boba goes goes running to the ship um to slave one because mm-hmm. you know he doesn't want to get it he he doesn't want it to be a, a sitting duck as well um, but we go, we join Gideon on the bridge of his Imperial cruiser. Um, and he asks about the dark troopers and they, four of them are released from the cruiser and immediately begin flying to baby Yoda who has passed out and lost his connection to the force and therefore has lost his protective field. Um, and unfortunately they get there just before Mando does and just before he's able to wake up to maybe try to defend himself and baby Yoda is taken, uh, and flown off by the dark troopers. Boba goes in pursuit in slave one and is getting a target lock. But I mean, they realize that if he shoots the droids, the kid's going to die. Either the laser blast or the fall. Something's going to kill him. And so they they wave Boba off. And Grogu is captured. 
taken aboard the cruiser and they they leave they go into hyperspace so we we rejoin mando and fennec and boba on on the planet surface and mando is going through the wreckage of the of the razor crest and he retrieves two items and two items only the ball from the gear shift and his spear of beskar um he then rejoins fennec and boba boba comments hey that's a beskar spear and he's like yeah this is all that uh this is all that survived um So now looking at it this way, looking at what currently and just just because this is an I think important thing to to um mention is because dark troopers this isn't the first time we've heard anything. I mean, cuz back to Kyle Katarn, this is that dark troopers were a big thing, but reading the new canon dark troopers is Dark troopers are elite combat droids. <clears throat> they are not. Yes. They, they are... used to be. They used to be either droids or exosuits, depending on mm-hmm. um, what generation they were. I think they started out as exosuits and then became droids. Yeah, or maybe a vice phase versa. two dark trooper, but it's like yeah. I'm. I'm not seeing. I mean, the ones that were deployed ultimately to get Grogu are they, they are droids. Um, yeah, and I mean, and Kyle Katarn, but, if you don't know who he is, just, we brought him up. We might as well mention it. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, rebellion uh, commando whose father was a Jedi and Kyle ended up becoming a Jedi himself in what is now Legends. Um, had a had a great series of video games in which he was the protagonist and uh had had appeared in numerous other sources including novels and comics so uh a a great hero of the rebellion at least pre-disney purchase anyways Mm -hmm. and so and and they've been released several times but it doesn't get us what sucks about it is i almost kind of wish they had gone the route of the um, force enhanced trooper because it kind of i don't know it, it would open a whole lot more and it would explain what they're after grogu for well i mean what your theory it now seems to hold a little more water is that maybe he's maybe he's trying to figure out a way to make a a force sensitive clone for the for the emperor right and i gotta admit i was hoping i was wrong uh, I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out more for sure, right? Because uh, he mentioned with the dark he mentioned stuff, though. Mm-hmm. He mentioned sending a message to Pershing to Doctor Pershing again. Mm-hmm. So maybe Pershing will be an instrument for exposition. Maybe they're still working on on that, and they're just going to expand that into something. You know, expand it into a maybe a phase three or something. Or uh, maybe you maybe still have. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe they're trying to figure out how to give Gideon force powers. Ooh, they could be. Uh, at this point in time, though, we do have uh, um, Cal Kestis, though, and the Inquisitors, 
and all that stuff that still went on. And so. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot on the table. Well, I mean, dude, I will. We will get more answers on next week's episode. Absolutely. Right. But right. But lots of things to think about. Lots of moving parts. But and lots of stuff that we we still need to cover. Yeah. On this episode, because we we see Mando, he rejoins Boba and Fennec. And immediately after commenting on the spear, Boba lifts up the arm of his armor and begins projecting symbols and showing Mando. It's his chain code. And says, this is my father. You know, you can see his blah, blah, blah. And this is me. Boba, this armor has been encoded to me for 25 years. And Mando is like, all right, it's your armor. Now, you learn an interesting thing about Django at this point. Django is a foundling. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a little bit more on that. Oh, okay. Because there are <laughs> very, very, very smart people on the internet. People translated some of that uh, text that was being displayed. Oh. And I, and I have the translation. It's partial. They think the information is somewhat corrupted. But basically what it boils down to is that projection is Boba's family tree. And here is the part that was translated so far. Uh, In Foundling, took into, and then there's nothing. The year, the, and then there's nothing. Concord Dawn, Mentor Jast, Father Fett, Boba Fett. So foundling they believe is a reference to Django. uh the took into and the year the is unknown what that's referencing exactly but here's where it gets interesting for star wars concord dawn is a planet in the system uh that mandalore is um mentor jast they think that's another corrupted file because they people are thinking Jast is referencing Jaster Merrill, who was Django's adopted father. And he was the Mandalore. He ruled Mandalore. Uh, and then Father Fett, they believe, references Django, and then Boba Fett obviously is uh, referencing Boba. So hopefully, hopefully these internet sleuths decode more of that stuff because i would like to know what that entire thing says um so wow so technically Django was the son of the mandalore yes although and just like jendarin he's not a, a blood mandalorian he was he was a foundling probably taken into the creed at some point or another um but Wow, I could ha- could you handle Boba uh, Boba Mandalore? I would be okay with it, but I don't think he wants that. You know, like he said, he's just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe. So, I, uh, yeah, but part of me thinks that the Mandalore, there's some that come to power because they want it. There's others that come to power through necessity. And I mean, Bo-Katan wants to become Mandalore, so. And that's why she wants the Darksaber. So, I mean, who knows? But um, it'll be an interesting, interesting progression to see how it all goes goes down. 
But speaking of interesting progressions, at this point, we get a very interesting progression from Boba and Fennec, mm-hmm. who, you know, Boba said, you know, Mando goes, okay, our, our deal's done. You have the armor. And Boba's like, no, we, we said that the kid would be safe. And he's currently not safe, so our deal isn't done. So we're going to help you. Very. Cool. The, this is the way. Yes. Yes. Very this is the way. So, you know, Boba, who in the original trilogy painted as this badass bounty hunter, you know, made to appear as a villain, you know, was probably just doing his damn job. You yeah, know, he's, you know. Yeah. You know, we don't. Here's the thing is we probably learned more about Boba Fett in this episode than we've learned in every other thing that's still official canon combined. Agreed. So we literally don't know anything about him. We don't know his personality. We know nothing. So, I mean... How much freedom do you think they're going to give to Tamura? I hope they give him a lot because he's he's fucking crushing it. Yeah. Oh god, dude, that fight scene. That just that was that was the, the, the when he has his armor on. They but they made him almost I I okay, if my thing about it is that that fight scene was so much more than any of the fight scenes we've seen the Mando in. Like Boba had so much complete control over every aspect of that fight. With all those people, I really almost feel like it was, I mean, if you were going to watch the Mandalore fight, boom, there you go, you're watching it. Oh yeah, Boba is a badass. There's I no, felt like they portrayed no if, that. No ands, or buts, Boba is a badass. Um, anyway, and so, but I think another part that I was really curious about as far as the whole thing, other than, I mean, they're going to be with freaking, they're going to be on the show for at least, I mean, through the end of the, the season. The rest of the hopefully. season. The rest right, of the two season, more. yeah, for sure. Um, um, but then they they apparently load up into Slave One and they go back to Navarro. And Mando goes to see uh, Cara Dune, and we learn what the object that the Rebellion pilot handed her at the end of Episode Four was a badge, a, a badge, a, a sheriff's, sheriff's badge. badge. Right? A she is a sheriff of the or marshal of the New Republic. And, you know, he kind of gives her a little shit about it and whatever and then says, hey, can you help me find somebody? Can you check the, the, the New Republic prison registry? And he gives the name of Mayfield, which is Bill Burr's Bill Bar- character. Bill Burr, right? Who said he was back not coming in, back. In season, who did say he wasn't coming back. So that sneaky little bastard. Hmm. Um, and they, we never got know, confirmation on um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh Oh, Ming was Ming Na Wen. Yeah, I wanted to say it right because I'm they, so horrible at this shit. They um, they hid a lot. They hid a lot of stuff. Well, it gives it gives a whole lot of uh, credibility to the whole Obi Wan stuff that we got that could potentially come. Uh, the 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 whole who's Jamie Lee Curtis gonna be? Um, it's like God, who's Who's the fucking Jedi? <clears throat> he reached out through the Force, so either a Jedi's going to come or not now to train him. And 
either no, no one's going to come, but I don't know. Do you believe no one's going to come? I don't believe that no one is going to come. I believe somebody is going to come. I It'll probably be the literal last thing we see at the end of this season, if I had to take a guess. Um, but, you know, she Cara Dune is like, um, yeah, so this guy is a pretty bad dude, and that badge means a lot to me. So why why do you want me to help you break this guy out of prison? I can't do that. She's like, I can't. I can't do this. And he's like, they took the kid. And then you see her child. You see her face change. Because she's apparently very attached to the the little Grogu as well. And you get the the idea. You get the idea that he he's getting what he needs. Yeah. And. That's then, where the episode ends, right? No. No? We we go to the cruiser. And we oh, see shit, yes. Gideon is walking down the hall, flanked by security. And he walks into a detention cell. And we see Baby Yoda force choking and force throwing two poor stormtroopers just all over the place. Just ragdolling them. And a stormtrooper raises his blaster to shoot Baby Yoda. And Gideon stops. He's like, no, I kind of want to see this. Um, and then yeah, eventually baby Yoda just wears himself out using the force. Um, and Gideon walks over and is all kind of being menacing, menacing and asshole-ish and is like, Oh, you're getting good with that stuff, but boy, it makes you tired. And then he pulls out the dark saber and shows it to the kid for whatever reason. And then you see the kid trying to, like, he's like, oh, give me that. Oh, I know what that thing is. I know what a lightsaber does. And Gideon's like, nope, nope, you're going to you're gonna put an eye out, which I felt like, is it is that prophetic? Is he, are we, are we getting a little prophetic thing that Baby Yoda is going to get a hold of a lightsaber and poke somebody's eye out with it? Or, or more, right? It's like, I, I'm not sure, but I definitely felt like it, there he's taunting him with it and i think that that's a little foreshadowing and you just you don't want him to get hold of that at this point in time because i can tell you right now with the powers that baby yoda's using or that grogu's using um you don't want to be on the receiving end if he gets something that he can use that's more menacing than than the force that he's currently doing yeah yeah and i mean baby yoda clearly knew that that was a lightsaber so um you know and then he you know orders that baby yoda get stunned he says here i know the force makes you tired we're gonna help you take a nice long nap baby yoda gets stunned and then they slap handcuffs on him and walk out of the cell and that's where the episode ends yes and wow what an episode yeah fully tragedy right and two more two more well i mean i felt like i got a shot in the nuts dude it's like i wanted it it's like because i want i don't know i'm a rooter for the for grogu and well everybody is the whole planet is on on team grogu um and what are they going to do? Like kill I said, the, the tra- kill him off the tra- right now. <laughs> well, the I mean, that's what I thought the tragedy meant is that somebody is going to die. Oh, I thought well, somebody was going to cr- die. 
The Razor Crest did, dude. Razor Crest yeah. is dead, man. It's gone. Um. So, <laughs> at this point in time, I'm thinking Jedi's that could show up. We might get Kyle Bridger. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. Obviously, the Thrawn connection leads to that one, but with how they surprised us with Boba. I part of me is wondering if Ewan McGregor is not going to show up as a Force ghost. Um, I doubt. Obviously, we're going to see a young Luke or anything like that. But what if we Possibly. see somebody like Mara? Mara Jade would be amazing. It would be a wonderful way to reintroduce the character. Um, I. I I I I know what. What uh, was it? Was Mara a human? Was she? She's human. Yes, she's okay. She's a human, uh, redhead, um, hot by the right. You know, from the from the descriptions and the books and whatnot. Beautiful redhead, uh, trained in the dark side by Palpatine. Um, but whether or not they stick with that as her backstory, if she shows up, is is a whole nother, a whole nother thing. Um, but Mara would be cool. It would be a great way to reintroduce her. Um, I mean, it, it could literally, it could be Quinlan Voss. His fate, he, we Ooh. know he lived through Order 66, but his fate has yet to be revealed. Uh, could be Cal Kestis. Um, could be a lot, right? I mean, I had, I gave my big... My big theory about Jocasta New last week, and I saw a YouTube video that had like 500,000 views that basically copied my, or not copied, but mirrored my my Jocasta New theory uh, beat for beat. Um, but we know she's not going to show up. Um, but there are a number, a small number, but there are a number of Jedi still around even at this time. Um you know, with the Dark Trooper connection, maybe they've got a Kyle Katarn on deck. Right? It's like with that, with the Dark Troopers, you could go Kyle Katarn. With Thrawn, you got uh, you got Ezra Bridger. You got... Um, well, and, but Mara, Mara dealt with Thrawn originally in the books, too. Oh, see, there you go. Okay, so you really get... You got a whole lot of... I don't Mara, know. Mara, Mara and Thrawn... Mara and Thrawn were introduced in the same trilogy of books the same trilogy timothy zahn created her and thrawn we really could get amara and that would be so in line with thrawn even in some ways while rebels and bridger and all that kind of stuff you they could do all crazy with it see this is where i'm excited about it It, we'll see what three season three brings in the last two episodes but yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna put the odds of ezra or cal showing up is next to zero because Mm -hmm. the the reason rosario's ahsoka wants to know where thrawn is is so she can find ezra um so i mean a kyle katarn mara or potentially a young luke I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think we can throw that possibility out the window. There and is I a think, chance we could see a young Luke, right? Um, Sebastian Stan. Do you think there's a lot of people tracking his in and outs? 
Well, I mean, he. I'm just wondering. He's filming Falcon and the Winter Soldier right now. I don't know if he's filming it in proximity to where the Mandalorian is being filmed. So he could really quick just get over it. But if he is, yeah, he could very easily just dip over there. And be like, yeah, I was just, I was just checking out, I was just checking out filming. (laughs) I mean, and it's not as if, it's not as if him and Favreau are unfamiliar with each other. They've, um, you know, they've been in, uh, they've been in scenes of movies together and on the Marvel side of the coin. Yeah. Right. It's like, so why wouldn't they, why, how couldn't they, and it would be well within the line of Disney hiding things as much as they could to release well and i we know to trust fabs and feloni and we with the surprises they've given us so far this season i would not shock me in the least if they have one or two giant ones up their sleeve right these last two episodes are just gonna be i think pretty amazing but yeah if if a jedi is coming i don't think we'll see them until the final episode um all, all I don't, i'm imagining I, is you see Force Ghost, uh, Force Ghost, Ewan McGregor, Force Ghost, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and you're looking from behind with the back of the head, some Jedi robes, and so you can only you only see the back of the head of whoever it is, and that's it, and that's where the season ends. I don't know why. I mean, maybe, that's what I maybe, picture. <laughs> maybe it's very possible, although you know, I mean. Why they would hire Jamie Lee Curtis to be a force ghost? Um, uh, I don't know. Dude, we'll find out. We'll Michael find Beans out. I could for an unnamed bounty hunter. I mean, Michael Bean might have just been like, "Hey, can I be in this? This is awesome. I love this." You know, right? He might have, or but if he knows Favreau. I don't know if him and Favreau have worked together, or if him and Filoni have worked together. But I mean, that's. It's a, how a lot of this stuff happens. Is like, hey, I know this guy. Hey, I love this. This is cool. Can I be in it? You know? Right. It or, wouldn't hey, surprise me. Do you want to be in this? We're doing this thing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing more and more familiar faces popping up in roles or providing voices. Like, right. Kevin Smith has been hardcore. Like, I want to be in this so bad. It would just be amazing. And I mean, Donald Faison has worked with Dave Filoni before and he's doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing more of these guest shots. Um, Cause who doesn't want to play in the star Wars world, man, man, uh, I would, I would take a freaking, I would take a stormtrooper that gets shot down. Dude. I would seat. just love, I would love to just be in a room with Filoni talking star wars that would make me happy because i would love to be in a room and ask and find out the the behind the scenes story the creator's stories those are the ones that appeal to me man oh well i mean but we got a bunch of that with the the disney galleries and maybe hopefully they'll do a second season of that too that would be another exciting thing to look forward to if they I do guess, another the, season of the gallery, like Favreau's, like just being in on the process of listening to them develop this, the develop the universe from the skeleton to, I mean, because you can write a story, but if you don't know how it fits, and 
into the universe. So they already have this entire world built and these huge elaborate arcs. And uh, the way they're writing says they have these massive arcs already built and they're just picking stories in, in those arcs to progress the arcs to the next set. And the, the way it's just, it's masterful. Their understanding of the universe goes beyond their story they they're writing a story within a universe rather than writing a story that takes place in the universe they're they're in the universe writing the story and it's it's just i i just admire what they're doing from that sense and i would love to hear um how deep they get into it the ways they go and it's like to know the actual it's like to know the things that Filoni knows about, say, uh, the the Phantom Menace and Duel of the Fates and what it really meant. And, and up until the point in time we, we heard him talk about it, we didn't really have a clue. But hearing him talk about that and, and discovering those things as far as the creator's side of the storytelling, that was what, yeah. And you were right about the the... the um, Disney, whatever it is, the documentary inside the making of or whatever. That was yeah, so I'm, cool. I just I'm wanted, hoping I we just get a. I'm hoping we get a. I'm hoping we get another round of that for season two because that was great. Uh, just I, I, I loved it. Just I loved Filoni it. telling me about the story of Star Wars and and the little things, the intricacies, the little the the nuances. I love those nuances. Anyway, um. So, boy, that's kind of where we're at. We're, yeah, Grogu's captured. We're, I'm really getting the feeling. I think you, you nailed it freaking without a doubt. Uh, I still don't think Gideon has, I mean, I thought he had force powers at the start. I don't think, I think you're right. I don't think he does. Yeah, I mean, I, that's my feeling is that Gideon wants to rule what's left of the Empire, but he realizes he would need the force to do that. So, um, I think he's trying to set himself up as the next emperor. Um, Definitely something going on there. Cause yeah, he, I, unless he's just not using it because he doesn't feel any need to use the force, but I haven't seen him any, any inkling that he can use the force. The only thing he possibly had was the, the, um, dark saber and, we already know a Mandalorian without the Force can control the Darksaber, so... Um, and we still don't know how he got it. I mean, so hopefully that gets answered, too, right? Yeah, well, I mean, if um, if Bo-Katan comes to reclaim it, maybe we will learn that. But, uh, you know, that's a that'll be a discussion we have when that time actually comes. Uh, that's all I have for this particular episode uh, another two and a half hours this uh, i know these episodes length are going to start dropping off at some point but uh you know the mandalorian is a subject worth deep diving into and then of course we always tend to branch off um that was a fun little game at the start and that a was time. a fun and that was good a fun job. little game at the start and uh i will i will have your uh, who am I question prepped and ready to go for next week. Don't get too um, difficult now, remember. No, <laughs> go easy no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. 
I won't. I mean, not uh, that I, I, I had an idea for one, but then I'm like, no, I, I don't think, I think that would be too obscure. Um, the person I was thinking of is famous to me, but that doesn't necessarily mean you would know him. I totally got to admit when I picked the guy, I, I, when I picked Ironside, I was like, it was definitely one that I was like, there is no way Matt's not going to know who this is. Oh yeah. Like I said, if, (laughs) if, if you hadn't, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I would have figured by the time you got to Transformers, I would have nailed it at Transformers. There is no question in my mind. Yeah, I, there was no way that Buddy was not gonna get the that, and you guys should all know that because he's a he's a genius that way. I, that's why I like to talk to him about this shit and I get his points of view because if you haven't figured it out already, already, he's the brains, he's the library, he's the database, he's the deep diver. I do know a lot of useless shit, and <laughs> uh, can't wait until next week when I get to uh, use more of that data bank uh, to hopefully inform and entertain uh you our wonderful audience and we thank you for once again going on this journey with us um guy do you got anything else no other than i think i would love to thank everybody who has been with us from day one or if you're just joining us today we appreciate you guys listening um check us out on whether it's facebook or you're just any podcast uh we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Otherwise, look for our Facebook um, and Twitter. And the, Twitter, yep, the, and Twitter. The, the House of MTVG Twitter is up and running. Um, and the Facebook, uh, either. And please, you know, please, if you are listening or the House on, of MTG. Yeah, if you are listening on iTunes or Google Play or whatever, uh, do us a favor and just leave a review for us. Um, good, bad, indifferent. Whatever you feel is what you feel. Um, just leave reviews because reviews help us. Yep. If you like the content, especially, and you want to see a more professionally edited show, Hey, maybe we can pick up a sponsor that's willing to do that or some, uh, somebody. So it's like, and you guys, you guys can help that. So, and you know what, and we're also, it's worth noting, we're thinking about taking this to video here in the future too. So, um, if you would like to see us on YouTube. Yes. On, you, on the on the on the YouTubes, yes. YouTubers, um, YouTubers. Okay. All right, guy, go ahead and take us home, there, man. Well, we appreciate you guys, and until next week, this is Guy, and that's Buddy, and we have spoken.